You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey, Fanomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast. You can find the Needless Things Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, and of course at our home site, needlessthingssite.com, where you can stream the show and also read five days a week worth of articles about toys, movies, music, all manner of pop culture dorkery. Okay, so I got up today. I walked. I've been walking three miles uh, every day that I can in a local park. I like doing it in the park. I hate doing it on a treadmill. Uh, I like the wildlife in the park. I like the geese and the squirrels and the little tiny birds. It's fun. I, I have a good time. Uh, and it does take about an hour out of my day, but I got to do it. I got to stay in slightly better shape. And as my faithful doctor, uh, Dr. Slimfinger, said, you can walk well into your next century. So there you go. I will hopefully be doing that. So I walked, came home, took a shower, had my delicious lunch of sugar-free peanut butter, reduced sugar jelly, some sort of thin bread that is absolutely no fun whatsoever, but is is good for me, like walking. Uh, and I am thusly fortified to talk to you good people. Before we get to today's show, which is about the movie trailers that were shown at San Diego Comic-Con this year, I want to tell you about yesterday's lunch, which may not be an awesome story, but it's a story, and you're going to hear it now. And it was not as fortifying or satisfying as the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that I had today. I I say sandwiches because I had two, because the bread, in addition to being thin and not delicious is also small so yesterday i've been yesterday was going to be a a a piggy boy day for me because uh, around a week ago tgi fridays started airing their ads for their ten dollar unlimited apps and it was just making my mouth water. Now I'm not particularly a fan of Fridays, but I also I also don't have or didn't have anything against Fridays. They're just, they're a chain, and I tend to like chains because for the most part, you can rely on a little bit of familiarity. You know what you're getting for the most part. So and and my family and I, my wife and I in particular have a history of terrible dining experiences, especially when we go to little one-off eateries. So we we like the comfort of the chains, which can also fail from time to time, as you're about to hear. So I was excited about the, the $10 unlimited apps. I, was, I had not eaten. I had worn my fat boy pants. I'm just kidding. All of my pants are fat boy pants. Uh... So we went to Fridays, all three of us, uh, my wife, 
my seven-year-old son, and me, went to Friday's to eat lots of food. We get there and are shown to our table, which is in a corner of the restaurant. We sit down. We look at the menu, and the first thing I see is that, of course, I did not read the fine print about the $10 unlimited apps, and you can't just order whatever you want, and they keep bringing it to you, which it was dumb of me to think that that was what they do. No, what it is is you one one app per person, and you, of course, they expect you to share or whatever. But So one person can get boneless chicken wings. One person can get the spinach flatbread stuff. One person can get cheese sticks, and you just keep those things coming. So, not as exciting as I was hoping for. So, I, you know, we we discussed it. I said, do we really, is this worth it? Would we rather go to El El Torero down the street? Because I like El Torero. It's maybe not my favorite Mexican place ever, but again, there, there are a few of them around here. I don't know how big a chain it is, but it is the exact same thing every time. Uh, even Frontera cannot match the consistency of El Torero. So I was like, do we just want to go down the street and have some good Mexican food? Uh, and, and we discussed it and discussed it some more and discussed it even more because we, we were hungry and ready to eat. We had been saving up our eating abilities for this Friday's smorgasbord. Uh, and realized at one point we've been discussing this for a while and nobody's come over here to take our order yet not even our drink order and then just as we're realizing like where is anyone a girl walks up and she said i'm so sorry i didn't realize nobody was helping you guys what what can i get for you and she was very very sweet and very nice And she did not give us the Red Robin treatment, which was a free stack of gigantic, delicious onion rings. But also, they hadn't kept us waiting quite as long as Red Robin did. So, you know, oh, no, that's okay. Let's get some, uh, let's get a Diet Coke and a couple of sweet teas. And we'll go ahead and get started on these mozzarella sticks, since they're an appetizer and that's what we're here for. Okay, I'll go put it in. Great. She leaves. And it's a while before anything happens. And then finally, another waitress comes over, also tells us that she didn't know we were there, which there's some serious communication problems here. I'm already not happy, and now I'm concerned about, well, if if you if we can't even get our orders in, how long is it going to take you to get our food to our big, hungry, gaping, slavering mouths? So she comes up, and and in front of her, we're saying, do we want to stay? Okay, we'll stay. Fine. She's here. We'll go ahead and order. So I order, we get the garlic parmesan boneless buffalo wings, or I guess they're just boneless wings that you don't combine garlic parmesan and buffalo. That's ridiculous. Um, The wife has already ordered the cheese sticks, and we get the spinach flatbread, and she says, thank you, and walks off. And we're like, what? Uh, Huh? Wait, we didn't. We realized we didn't order for our son. And also, she didn't take the menus with her. She basically just got the hell out of there, which was really weird. And my wife is... I'm not that upset because he can eat cheese sticks, you know, whenever they come out. Uh, He'll be okay if he has to wait a few more minutes for his uh, food that he's going to order. I think he he wanted the little burgers, the sliders. 
so we're like, well, that was weird, but she'll be back with the drinks. Or we already we already had her drinks. She'll be back with the cheese sticks momentarily, and and all right. And we sat and waited, and we sat and waited, and we sat and waited, and and the story has gone on uh, almost as long as we had to sit there and wait. And finally, I said, "This is ridiculous. We are leaving. I no longer want food from this place. Uh, I want to pay for these drinks because all that's all we had at this point was our drinks." I said, I want to pay for these drinks, and we're going to leave and go eat somewhere else. So our waitress still has not come back, and we we get a hold of someone else. My wife gets up, finds another person, I think the hostess, and says, we want to leave. We want to pay for our drinks, and we want to leave. And she says, I will go make that happen. So you sit back down. We're talking about how ridiculous this is, how it was a bad idea from the start, and I I own it. I said it's my fault. I didn't look into the whole app thing. We started off not getting what we were here for. Should have left then. My my fault. This is my bad day on me. So we sit there, we sit there, we sit there. Finally, the waitress comes back, and she says, I have to get my manager to clear the check off before I can bring you your other check. And I didn't even say anything. I just looked at her, and she walked off. And I understand at this point most of you are thinking, what are those drinks, like 3 $4? Why didn't you just get up and leave? Because I wasn't raised that way. Uh, I, I, that's, I don't have it in me to walk out on anything in, in that manner. So we sit there, and we sit there, and finally I get up, and I go to the bar with the intention of saying, can you just ring me up for two adult beverages and a kid's beverage so we can get the F out of here? And she said, I, let me let me go get someone. I can't let me, what's going on? And I told her what, what had happened, and I said, we just want to get out of this place. They're like holding us hostage at this point. For four dollars, and and in retrospect, yes, maybe I should have just left, but we didn't have any cash, so I couldn't have just leave it on the table. And and mental note now, carry cash always. Uh, so she goes into the back, and right as of now, we have lost two waitresses, a hostess, and now a bartender to the back room. They've disappeared from the dining floor. And I told my wife, I was like, look, five more minutes, we'll hit three more employees and empty this place out, and then we'll just leave. Because they were just disappearing. So, uh, finally, this little lady comes out with this giant bag. She's got a big, giant plastic bag. And in my head, I'm like, I don't want anything from you. Just let me freaking leave. And she says, I'm so, so sorry. I, I don't understand exactly what happened, but we've talked to the server. And here, here is... All of the food that we we had, and you know that it's not the stuff that was cooked up for us. I'm sure they have apps sitting around, especially when the sale is on. But she was like, "Here's all the food we have. If you can wait just a couple more minutes, uh, we'll bring out the the flatbread. This is on us. I'm so sorry. Uh, please, sometime give us another chance. You know this is unusual." And so this lady took care of us. She did the right thing. I'm very impressed with her. And I don't want to poo-poo Fridays. Obviously, this is a, a singular incident at a singular Fridays, but it was pretty ridiculous. And I was I was amazed that the service was so poor, and I was even more amazed, though, that someone came out and, and made it good. And the food was kind of cold and stale and not all that great. But 
she she put it. I, I the flatbread was great because apparently they just made it. Uh, but that that's what happened. That was my lunch yesterday, which uh, we we took our food and we got the heck out of there. And despite the lady, the manager's efforts and kindness, we will not return. So that's lunch yesterday. Lunch today, simple peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, much more satisfying. And now even more satisfying. That's right, it's time for another selection from Tiki Zombie. Welcome to Tiki Z's. You know our pal Howdy Mike Gordon has been on the show pretty much once a month for this whole year, which I appreciate the heck out of because he's one of my favorite people to talk to on the entire planet. And he's on this episode as well. We've got a really good crew today, but uh, two of the people on were Mike and my buddy Ryan Cadaver from the Casket Creatures. And guess what? They've got a song on Welcome to Tiki Z's, which is the soundtrack to the excellent comic book Tiki Zombie, which you can find at tikizombie.net or newlegendproductions.com, where I believe you can also order your copy now of Welcome to Tiki Z's, available on CD Baby. Uh, Mike will get more into that in the meat of the show. This song features Ryan Cadaver on vocals performing as Don, the evil shrunken head from the Tiki Zombie comic book. And it is called Beautiful Blank Dirty Word World, Don's Lament. Enjoy. First of all, thank you all for coming out to the Phantom Zone to record this live and in person. It's always more fun. Oh yeah, conversationally to to see everyone. I think. Um, so we already did our episode about the toys of Comic Con, but you guys are here to talk about the movies and the trailers and the TV and whatever else we end up and discussing, maybe, and maybe a little bit of comic. Yeah, and that's why I'm glad you're here because just today I finally got the opportunity to look at some of the comic announcements that were made. And there's some very interesting stuff, uh, some surprising stuff, and, and hopefully we can get into that a little bit, too. You're talking San Diego Comic-Con, right? Because Correct. I don't do comics there anymore. <laughs> don't you believe it? I've been there. I was, I've been to seven or eight of them, and every year, few and fewer comics. They, yeah, it's it's different now. But, there, I mean, they were still, obviously oh, yeah. the publishers still made an effort 
to, to have some cool stuff and plenty, make plenty, plenty, of, plenty of my small publisher friends were making a go of it. Well, every I mean, everything there is about retail. And even even Mile the high, even Mile High said they were pulling out though. Mile High Comics, the, yeah. the retailer, when they said they weren't going to be there anymore, and they've been there since the beginning. Well, it's a different kind of retailing now, though, because yeah. even even uh, even the very best trailers that we saw were commercials for toy lines or whatever else. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, let's go around the room. I want to introduce everybody that's here. Uh, first, to my left, my brother from another mother, Mike Gordon. Welcome back. Howdy. It's wonderful to have you here. Absolutely and, uh, great to be here back. Uh, what is this? My uh, yeah, my monthly visit. Right. Yeah, well, I'm, you, I'm your monthly friend. You have proved. Oh no, oh. that sounds depressing. Yeah, it does. That's terrible. But uh, you've you've proven invaluable uh, this year since since the show has gone weekly. I'm going. I'm going, I'm going for that MVP status. <laughs> well, you're going to get it. Don't worry. Uh, and and moving around uh, clockwise here all the way from the other coast. Mr. Chad Shonk, welcome back to the show, and welcome to the first time uh, to to the home. Absolutely. I'm here for my sophomore slump. <laughs> this will be my slump. <laughs> that's I'm right. For my sophomore Oh, no, this one's going to be a letdown. Yeah, it uh, probably will be. That's all right. I'll come back strong next time with okay. the uh, Buffy show. Absolutely. Uh, also joining us, uh, new to the show and to the conversation... No? Nothing? All right. My name's Nicole. Uh, Nicole is here. Nicole's going to pipe up at some... You're going to pipe up at some point. You've got to... There's got to be something that you're going to be like, I have to say things about that. I'm just a movie nerd, yeah. There you go. And uh, finally... Uh, Ryan Cadaver, welcome back. What's up? Glad to be back, man. You've you've been here before. We did two shows here yeah, before, and absolutely. I scarred you with things. <laughs> oh my god, things are so good. Just I love things. that movie. Can we Did you order it after? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, good. We should just do another episode talking about that. There's so much we didn't cover. Like, it's, it's so like, what's in the freezer? Yeah, <laughs> a tape recorder and a, a jacket for a jacket, one for yeah. two. Uh, but today we're going to talk about uh, the things that were shown at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, hopefully, you can hear us over the dogs upstairs. I'm sure I can edit that out, right? There's a filter for that. Oh sure. Use the dog, dog filter. Dog filter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's a thing. Uh, I want to start with, well, really, there are a lot of polarizing trailers, but for whatever reason, I want to start with Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, we still really don't know a lot of what to expect from the movie, but we certainly know more than we did now. We have a little bit better feel for the tone. Yeah. Uh, I think we have a slightly better feel for the performances that we're going to see. Uh, personally... I enjoyed watching the trailer. I'm not sold on the movie. I'm not going to be sold on the movie until I see the movie and it's awesome because there's just too much. As much as I love the DC universe, as much as DC is kind of my home, you know, Warner Brothers has not shown me yet that they're doing all the things I want them to do. Uh, so the Suicide Squad trailer, lots of action, had an a interesting tone, pretty much in line with what we've seen so far from, from what Warner Brothers thinks a comic book or a superhero movie should be. Uh, I thought, I, I'll, I'll start with the big one, I guess. I really liked Jared Leto, even though we mm-hmm. didn't really see a whole lot of what he did. Uh, visually, it's not anything I ever would have gone with. Performance-wise, I like that he didn't appear to be copying anybody else's Joker. Uh, and that was interesting. What, what do you guys think? You can start with Leto, or you can start with something else about the trailer. 
Um, I saw the trailer because it was leaked, quote unquote, leaked first. Yeah, right. And then right. They acted all indignant, like, "Oh my God, how dare this be leaked?" How right. you know? And that's, and that's just the DC way. I know. Did you guys Absolutely. not pull everybody's phones at the door? Yeah. So, but the interesting thing about seeing the quote unquote leaked version first was that I get I get to see the the crowd the the crowd response. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really interesting that as soon as Harley hits, the crowd goes bananas. Yeah. Um, this is, this is, uh, Harley's movie. No matter, so oh, yeah, yeah. so, and I, and I think they cast the right girl for it. Uh, uh, I just actually got to see recently Wolf of Wall, uh, Wolves of Wall Street? Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, right. And, uh, Margot Robbie is awesome in that, and I think she's the perfect choice. For Harley, so it just depends on whether or not they muck it up. But she's, right, she's right. the perfect woman to play Harley, um, and I think. And I was even surprised that I mean, Will Smith's not in the trailer that much, so it's not like a Will Smith vehicle. It's it's a Harley vehicle. They I'll, really pumped that up for her. I'll tell you what made me happy about Will, and I, I totally agree with you about Margot Robbie, 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 yeah, Robbie, Robbie. What, whatever it is. Yeah. She's. She she's she when she's on screen she's behaving like I think Harley should behave the little bit that we've seen. Uh, Will Smith, I was just impressed he had the Deadshot hood on at one point. Oh, that was awesome! <laughs> like that I was, was that was one of my big geek out moments in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Deadshot had actually looked awesome too. Like yeah. I saw a picture and I was like, eh, and then I saw it in action. I was like, this looks really cool. And yeah, I think Margot's gonna be great because I mean, in Wolf of Wall Street, she basically had the Harley voice like yeah, already. I was like, yeah. oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean that makes perfect sense. And uh, as far as Leto, I mean, you know, I, I saw the pictures like everyone else did, and I put my, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, ah, oh, God, right. Um, but I mean, it, as soon as I heard him laugh, like I was like, holy crap! Like it was chilling, and the whole scene, it looks like it's gonna be. You know, a preface to, uh, you know, Harley Quinn. Right, right. Like turning into Harley Quinn. So, uh, I felt it good, but I also feel like it's really early. I feel like they were just showing us some stuff that they just shot. Like, they, they don't have much to offer yet. Right. So, um, I'm waiting to see. I'm hoping that that's not the only Harley Quinn costume or the only way to do it. Well, I was going to say, from the pictures we've seen, we, we I know that there's at least one or two more. Well, and there's a shot of, and I didn't notice this until I looked at a breakdown uh-huh. on uh, io9.com, there's a shot of a guy leading Joker through uh, whatever the warehouse is that's being robbed in the trailer yeah. by all the weird costume people. Yeah. And he's got on this big, shiny purple overcoat. That's uh, awesome. But just, here's... Here's my rationalization for the dumb, shitty tattoos. This is what I'm picturing in my head. Harley and Joker just sitting around tattooing each other like a couple of crazy idiots. Yeah. And that's how I'm selling it to myself. And I don't love it. It's not a choice I would make. But it's something that if I'm going to go see this movie and have any hope of enjoying it, I have to rationalize that appearance. And that's what I'm going with. I was, Chad? I was just hoping he was going to be wearing a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I didn't like the trailer as much as you guys. Well, I mean, you guys seem lukewarm, but um, I, yeah. I'm yeah. excited about Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Great. Good call. I, much, and I like Cynthia Robinson on Arrow yeah. playing her, but I think Viola Davis is going to be great. She's a great character that nobody knows. Great. 
she's not a big character. She's not a superhero, but right. for DC people, she's, she's a really important, yes. cool yeah. character. Well, my concern was that it's not CCH Pounder, who I think should have been Amanda yeah. Waller. Yeah, absolutely. But when she shows up at the beginning of the trailer, she looks good. Yeah, she yeah. looks really good. Margot Robbie will either be the worst thing or the best thing about the movie. She will. <laughs> she will either be amazing and the Harley Quinn that we all want. I would argue that I wanted Kirsten Bell for Harley Quinn. I think mm. she, she wants. She's been on record saying she wanted to play Harley Quinn, and I think she's she's tiny and she's blonde and wanted a really good job. But huh. I'm a Veronica Mars freak. Sure, sure, and great. But if she blows it, it's going to blow the movie. So if, yeah, that's if, true. If I, I think it's movie. I think it's hers. I mean, yeah. Harley's like the big thing. I mean, Harley's probably the DC's most marketable character that has of yet has never been live action. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for that's like the why, second era. That's why <laughs> right, right. right. And that's why she's going to have a lot of costume changes because there's gonna be like eighteen figures and statues and they're right. already I want to see something sure. that's a throwback to the animated series one. That, that would be really nice. One. That my, would be really nice. I doubt it, but that would be uh, nice. I would love that. My <laughs> biggest problem does go back to what you said, however, which was that the tone was very similar to what we've seen from the other movies. I thought we were gonna get and I'm sure we'll get to Donna Justice, that we were going to get the big, pompous, super serious Batman Superman movie. And Suicide Squad was supposed to be the fun, gonzo, right. kind of crazy movie. And this looks like it has the same gunmetal blue look. It has the same tone. There were no laughs in it, um, except for maybe one or two that they tried. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of the Leto performance. It's fine. Um, I don't know. I'm old school. I guess I'd like to see the Joker be funny once. He's had been so long since he's been funny. Yeah. That and I and I love Heath Ledger's performance and and anyone stepping into those shoes is ballsy enough as it is. And yes, of course they should do something really different with him. But a joke, something to well, make me think. He's, yeah. You know, I mean, I know the Joker's funny in a scary way, but then show him funny. Well, but he's also way. funny in a silly way. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. he's the Joker. He is yeah. every. I've said this many 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 times. Every uh, characterization we've seen of the Joker over the years is accurate. He's schizophrenic. He's yes. crazy. Cesar Romero was accurate. Jack Nicholson was accurate. Yeah. Joker on Batman the Brave and the Bold was accurate. Like, he, he can Hamill. be... Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Or Campbell's <laughs> so <laughs> the best. Joker can yeah. be any of those things, yes. and it works. And that's, I think, it wasn't so much that I liked Leto's performance, as I was relieved he didn't seem to be mimicking any of those other things. It's true. My only problem was that last line, I'm not going to kill you, I'm just going to hurt you real bad, or whatever. It's just That's just a line. It could have been funny. It's pretty boring, but right. Court, and you can also put any bad guy into and give him that line. It could have been Die Hard. It yeah, could have been it yeah, but Alan, the, Rick, Alan Rittman's saying it would be just as cool. Right. I think in the movie's defense... Alan Rittman's saying anything is cool. Well, yeah, that's... Saying yeah. Anything. I think general. in the movie's defense so far, like like I said, I think that this wasn't meant to be like necessarily the first trailer. It was like... Right. It was they yeah, like showing them first. some yeah. stuff that they've just shot. Yeah. But it is... It is and Ayer said that in the script that there's a lot of humor. I hope so. I hope so. It was cut, but it was cut narratively. It was cut to set up the story. It wasn't a sizzle reel. Yeah. It was a full teaser telling you what the story is, telling you the yeah, setup was. Absolutely. So it wasn't like that first glimpse of The Force Awakens we got. It wasn't the yeah. original, if anyone remembers the 1989 Batman sizzle reel where they just showed us like six shots of Batman yeah. and we all just, just, just <laughs> lost it. I, I, it was a narrative trailer showing us what the movie's about. I think really what it weighed in, Mike, you kind of su- you kind of suggested this earlier. I think in all likelihood it was something that they cut together uh, with no intention to use as like a theatrical or televised trailer, yeah. they did it for Comic Con with the full intention of 
you know, following up the leak if it went over well. If well, it had not gone over well, if the audience hadn't reacted like you said, I don't think they would have done the official release. Well, I also think that two other things. I mean, the fact that it's so focused on Harley means that, it t- in my mind, is like, okay, they w- that w- they were kind of targeting the Comic-Con crowd. Right, yes. When, you, when this goes before this goes... Like wide, Will Smith. The ne- yeah, Will Smith is definitely more prominent in the in all future trailers. Yeah. Because the average moviegoer doesn't care about her. Right. Like, Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They will hopefully after this. But well, and yeah. actually, we yeah. we may see, and and we still don't even know how much he's even in the movie, but we may see more Jared Leto because I mean, Oscar winner Jared Leto. Yeah. And I, I mean, imagine we'll see a little bit more Bad Black. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I love. I did love in the shot. The shot of him on the hood of the car. That looked awesome. I love the, the guy wearing the Batman Robin. mask while like robbing the bank. Yeah. Well, all yeah. of the those little those little tidbits that they're living in that universe. Yeah. I really like. Well, and all yeah. those crazy costumes looked really neat. Like yeah. it, that. That was one of those things that was compelling. It made me wonder what's going on here. I want to see what this like. There was a lot in there that was compelling that didn't yeah. really answer any questions, but it made me curious. Like, what are they doing with this movie? What's happening here? Deadshot's got his hood on. He's doing Deadshot stuff, rappelling down a building. <laughs> That's cool. I want to see yeah. more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they picked some some good yeah, stuff. Absolutely. I guess my opinion, and it will be my opinion on Donna Justice, and it's going to be my. It was my opinion on Man of Steel, as I talked about last time I was on the show. It will continue to be my question for Warner Brothers, and it's hacky to say it, but why so serious? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. A moment of levity here and there. I'm not talking jokey. I'm not talking uh, Batman and Robin. I'm not talking Batman 66. Levity. Just moments of release. And right. I want a sign that these movies aren't just going to be oppressive dirges of bleakness. Right. And Suicide Squad has maybe a better chance of being that, because it looks like more of an action... Yeah, kind of heist movie or whatever, but I didn't get any of that from the trailer. I got another. Yeah, we're super serious about it, which is so funny because it's always it's the opposite, right? Marvel is supposed to take place in the real world, and DC is the fantastical world, yeah. and in the movies they flip flopped. Where Marvel's the fun, goofy movies to an extent, and DC wants to be the heavy, real. See, I'm I'm like on the other side of it. Like, I love the heavy, real bleakness. Like, I'm like, yes, this is awesome. But I mean. I just it's it's not that I don't like it to an extent, yeah. But two and a half it's hours a of, much it, of it, yeah. Yeah. hours of it without one. I got gotcha, you. Yeah, release. Yeah, is absolutely oppressive and difficult to watch. Yeah, and it's why you know my my thoughts on Man of Steel are on record. And, you know. It's hard to it's hard to convince them to do otherwise though because they've had. Phenomenal so success. Yeah, I mean, right. the, the, the three Batman movies are like the highest ever rated. Yeah. Ever. So it's like, why should we change? Right. You know, and even Man of Steel gets critical reviews, um, it but did well. but it did so well. It's yeah. like, well, you know, financially, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and it's like it's hard to get. It's hard to get a big truck like that to to turn. But I've always said this about Christopher Nolan since the beginning that what was going to kill him was his lack of humor. Um, that it was going to collapse on himself. And I think we saw that with Interstellar, and I think we saw that with the last Batman movie, where his absolute lack of humor just, it's just, it's, it implodes, you know, without, it worked without, without air, nine. without air in the bread, the air the bread collapses, you know? Yeah. And so, and without any air in it, it just, eventually, if it doesn't, it's not perfect, it just collapses. That trilogy fizzled out for me. And the last super Batman, high points, and then just, you know, and Interstellar is just over two hours of him being important and I didn't see it because it just didn't even the subject matter I was just kind of like well and what you're saying it was like it's heavy yeah it's heavy I enjoyed it let's uh, let's let's move on to uh, Batman 
Yeah, because uh, we're talking about it. Because we're it's, ragging it's on DC, DC anyway. It's the same discussion. Do you mean uh, Superman versus Batman? No, Batman. No, it's Superman. No, that's, isn't it? Superman Batman versus Superman. Superman. Yeah. The Dawn of Justice. V. 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 You're right. It's not. Yeah, it's, right. it's like a v. court case. There's not even a period. Batman v. Batman v. Batman violates Superman. Yeah. It could be anything. Grammatically. I would be so much happier if it was an ampersand. Batman and Superman. Batman and Superman. Why do they have to hate Like Harold and Maude. Yeah. Well, um, Dawn of Justice. Harold so, and starring Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. I would watch I would, yeah, I would check that out. I would watch I would that. check that out. That would be great. Um, so, Dawn of Justice, we got a a full trailer this time, and, and honestly a little bit more than, than I was even expecting. Uh, we got Jesse Eisenberg looking... Like Jesse Eisenberg? Yes. Uh, and, and also... Yeah. Uh, Apparently, feeling that Comic Con was like, like a genocide, which I still don't understand. I like Jesse that, with such a stupid. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy his acting. Uh, yeah. but but what a weird comment. Uh, but anyway, we saw the trailer, and the my my only two things with it were that Jesse Eisenberg does not in any way embody anything I've ever thought Lex Luthor to be. But he could still be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's in what two scenes? Uh, yeah. Right, exactly. Although um, I didn't think the the red capes of well, coming landed. At the all. red capes no. in this business, it's like, like Lex, Batman's cape isn't red. Lex Luthor. Like, <laughs> well, it is in his fire pursuit Batman. We're in your den of toys. I'm sure it's a Batman. <laughs> right, there is a red cape Batman. But Lex Luthor is not crazy. He's not quirky. No. He is a powerful, driven businessman. Yeah. I think he's going to be a Napoleon, like a guy with a Napoleonic complex in this. I think the idea is he's going to be not an imposing man, but just an exceptionally brilliant man. Right. Yeah. You know, with an awesome and, and whatever the whatever the take is with a, with a Kurt Cobain wig. Yeah. I have faith. <laughs> I have faith in two things. Uh, I, I don't think. They would have cast him if they didn't have a good plan, and I don't think he would have taken the role if he didn't feel like he there was a good angle on it. The script had a really interesting take on Lex that he had never seen. Before. And I'm fine with an interesting take as long as yeah. it's also a good take. Because yeah, interesting yeah. does not always mean good. Uh, and then the other thing is, I'm not crazy, and, and you guys may be able to, to you're either going to agree with this or you're going to be able to talk me down a little bit, as you often do, Mike Gordon. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Batman saying that we need to destroy anything. I thought that was awful. Yeah, I'm, I, that's not First a very Batman y thing to say. How? <laughs> you guys said this, this thing is able to destroy the human race. It must be destroyed. Right. I wrote that down. Right. You're like, what the how? fuck do you, how do you think you're gonna do that? Like, you're, you're, Maybe it's just really you're a middle aged man. Because I'm Batman. And I know in the comics, Batman can beat everything, but I've never believed that either. And, sorry, I'm a huge Batman fan, but I still don't, I still think <laughs> Superman could punch a hole through his chest and it wouldn't be a problem. Um, but he wouldn't, is no, the he point. Wouldn't. Well, this Superman would. Um, what? <laughs> this, this Superman absolutely would. There, am I mistaken, or is there a shot in that trailer where Batman's breaking the guy's neck? I saw that! Oh, yeah. in the desert? He, yeah. yeah like there's a, that desert stuff. He's, doing, what's he's doing the classic neck crap. Right. By the way, no one really ever does. No, it's no. nearly impossible to do, but in movies, like, it's but he's yeah. everybody. <laughs> no, but movies, everybody. Does. Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of easy yeah. movie, like, yeah. uh, that's a thing. We can make yeah. that happen yeah. quick. Punch a dude in the face and he's unconscious for an hour. Yeah, right. Everybody like, visually will understand what yeah, just it's, happened. It's, it's shorthand yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, that I found disturbing, but yeah, I thought that was a really dumb thing, we have to destroy him. Um, I... Fuck Ma Kent. 
you know. Down the road, they could make, uh, was it Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing his dad? Yeah. And they could do a Flashpoint and make him Thomas Wayne Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty badass. I'll be happy the only, Jeffrey Dean the only, Morgan. The only thing that would justify like it. it is if there's something in that origin that we haven't seen before that's going to affect this Batman. He's from Krypton. <laughs> that could be. That could be the only possible way he survives that movie. <laughs> and there's a shot in the trailer that to me illustrates the problem with any Superman movie ever and Superman as a character, which is Lex Luthor looking at a chunk of kryptonite. Superman is flawed narratively because it's the only way you can beat him. And it's in every damn movie. Well, in this version of Superman, and that's why Superman the Animated Series was so perfect, is it wasn't that all-powerful Superman. Right. It was Superman that originally, they weren't even going to have him fly. But every movie Superman. But they, yeah. yeah, absolutely every movie Superman. Yeah, no, and then he's overpowered, and it does take away, you know, well, what's he going to do? He's either going to fight a Kryptonian, or there's going to be Kryptonite. And he's going to he's going to be he's going to have or he's going to fight Batman. Yeah, he's, he's going to be he, there's going to be Kryptonite. <laughs> Batman wins. The Avengers are going to be chasing oh, an Infinity Gem. There's some there's things you can just rely on. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Every single movie. That's why I've never been a Superman fan because I always thought he was a cheat. He's too easy. <laughs> he's very hard to write. For. There's a beautiful. There is. Uh, give him credit. I'm a Chris major. Too. There is a beautiful Superman moment in the trailer where the family's on the roof of the yes. flood, and you see him angelic as he is coming down awesome. to save them. It, you get chills. Yeah, I mean, it gives me chills seeing that. Absolutely. It, it does. Again, it's easy. And that's the Superman but I want you, to see. Easy yes. and simple is yeah. what Superman should be to work. Yeah. And but, that yeah. works. Yeah, I, there shouldn't be a lot of angst and turmoil within Superman because he he knows nothing but angst. And turmoil. He, well, he knows what the right thing is to do, and he does it, and that's the end of Superman's character. Not and, this one, but I'm sorry, Henry, is he Man of Steel. <laughs> well, um, but there and there were moments of that. At the, at the beginning, before he's actually Superman, when he's saving the guys on the oil rig, like yeah. Yes. that, yeah, that was perfect Superman. Even the scene where he introduces himself to the military, I liked a lot. Yeah, yeah. kind of hovering there, Absolutely. he comes down and allows himself to be arrested. I, if I, yeah, and he's like, uh, you know, I'll make yeah. them feel comfortable by being yeah. handcuffed. Yeah, I, I like, I like that bit of it. Then, yeah, you know, it I have come to terms with this. This is not. This is someone's vision of Superman. They are allowed to have it. They're allowed to present it. They're allowed to portray it. I don't have to like it. Sure. Right. That's yeah. all there is to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anything. It's not my Superman. It doesn't feel like Superman to me. Yeah. I feel uh, like about it feels a lot like, I feel like Garth Ennis wrote this. Like, it's like a Garth Ennis, like, it would dissection. Be, of, it would be funnier if Garth Ennis funnier, wrote it. But the idea that, like, it's a dissection of what Superman is, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the, the damage or whatever. But I have just accepted that it's just not... For me, I'm going to see it because I'm a geek and I'm not going to not go see a movie called Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. I might as well... I don't know. Not turning your car. Not to mention the major motion debut of Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, we're kind of over the Wonder Woman. Here's the thing I have about that, though. So, Superman shows up, he changes the whole world, an alien... Now we have Wonder Woman, and now we have Aquaman, and it's like we're well, we're these. How is hey, this all going to uh, Amanda together? Waller explains in the Suicide Squad trailer that they've been around. Yeah, Superman was a beacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's <laughs> problem solved. Yeah, problem solved. <laughs> right. Which there's though, a man who rules on, lives under the sea and rules the fishes. Problem, you know. They've used that approach in the comics before too, and a lot of the yeah. Elseworld stories. Yeah. That again, it's shorthand. You, we, yeah. we don't have. 30 yeah, years somewhere. to set this up. Yeah. We want to get it going. And granted, 
they could tell it in a sloppy fashion. They could tell it in a clever fashion. Or they could I'll tell you a movie and set her up, but they wouldn't I, do I will, brave enough to do Regardless that. of all that, though, well, I, they're, they're I honestly, slated, though, right? I yeah, don't but know more. that it okay. would. No. Well, I know that. I think this is the best way to do it. it probably I agree. Is. I, I, as much as I think Introduce the Wonder Woman movie yeah. could be incredible. Uh, I don't know that the public's ready to dive into a Wonder Woman movie untested. Well, the last one they tried to make was Joss Whedon was writing it, and right. they fired him. Yeah, off of it because they couldn't agree on the tone. Yeah, and and that's uh, you and know they I watched d- Avengers and go, oh, well, we want to do that. <laughs> we should kept him on. We won't do that except we want everybody to be much angrier all the time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can we can we just for a second talk about like how pissed off Bruce Wayne is in that entire He's trailer? He's very he is so mad. <laughs> and and that got me. Both was awesome. I, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That totally sucked me into it. That first angry look that he has. Have you seen? You sent me the link to it. Yeah. The cut together yes. parts. And uh, it's that's it's great. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a must watch. I, I guess in this version, Metropolis and Gotham are twin cities. Is what they're saying. I don't also uh, from each other. Is okay. what I've heard. Oh, really? Yeah, they're yeah. like twin cities. Metropolis yeah. is the rich city, yeah. and Gotham is kind of the slow city. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. that's kind of cool, actually. That's like, like, you know, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, to give them a geography, right, right, um, yeah, and and to make it that to to, I guess personify the duality of the two of them and sure. what they represent. I think that's like always been a huge part of like my draw to DC and I don't know why I care so much but like I love the made up cities. Like I love it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Trying to figure out like what city it is. Yeah. Star well, City, Capital <laughs> City, me, Gotham City, Metropolis. Like, for I love me it. it's easier to suspend my disbelief when they're not swinging around New York. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, all, we all know what New York is. We all recognize it and while it's neat, oh look there's the Empire State Building. It, it to me it kind of puts a dent in the narrative because I know that shit's not going on in New York, <laughs> but Gotham City I can you say that about every movie ever made. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I live in San Francisco. If I according to movies that bridge is that is going to Right. I don't know how you guys handle your bridge budget. I did not when San Andreas came out. People were like, "You want to go see San Andreas?" I'm like, "No, I like where I live. I'm not going to pay fifteen dollars to watch it." I'm, I'm, I'm over that part of my life now where that's exciting for me. And it's yeah. like, I happen to like it there. I know that's sacrilege, but I love California. And so just to watch it die for two hours was not exciting <laughs> to me. And it's yeah. two cities in which I have lived. It was going to be L.A. and San Francisco, the two cities in which I've lived in. And I can't. I, I just didn't want to, you know. And then, of course, they're going to bust the Golden Gate Bridge because that's what you got to do. Yeah, in every movie. Yeah. Even in, I've seen Star movies where San Francisco's not even in it, and they just Still destroy the bridge for in no Star reason. Trek 4, they do fly under, <laughs> yeah. I do believe. In Star Trek Four, they at least miss it. Um, yeah. All right, so moment. Dawn of Justice. Uh, again, we're we're pretty mixed on it for the most part. Uh, more excited than I was I'm, before. I agree with that. I will say I'm slightly more hopeful just because it looks great although I don't give Zack Snyder credit for things looking great because all of his movies are visually... What about the... Uh, oh, they're beautiful. Beautiful. It's but, the narrative. Yeah. That Can we broach for one issue? second though the Batfleck movie? Oh, I, that's coming. Yeah, okay. With, with Affleck directing. The one that Affleck is directing. Sure. Him and Jeff Johns are writing. Sure. Severely disappointed. Really? Yes. Why? All right, here's where I get Okay, so here's my problem. Uh, I love these movies. I love superhero movies. I love comic movies. I love geek movies. But I'm also a filmmaker and a film lover and a film geek of other types of movies, right? Oh, podcast fail. To, uh, yeah, seriously, to punctuate your point there, there's I, a little polka music. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of other types of movies as well. Um, uh, 
before, and this is not to degrade these types of movies, but more adult movies, thought more thoughtful movies, quiet movies, sure. things like that. The movies, the fall movies, Oscar Rubber. movies, anything like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Movie, you know, a fan of all types of films. Ben Affleck over the last six, seven years has developed himself into a fine filmmaker of those type of mature films. Right. Yes. Um, and he's just coming off winning Best Picture for Argo. And I was kind of frustrated when he took on Batman because well, there's a couple years without a Ben Affleck movie. Ah, right. And then to find out he's signing on his next movie is going to be a Batman movie is frustrating me. Not because I think it'll be bad. It might be good. But that, but because I want more Ben Affleck movies. Sure, I want sure. more movies like The Town and more movies like Gone Baby Gone. I want the, the, the new filmic bard of Boston is what he's basically become. Yeah. I want more of that in it. It's a little frustrating to me because I saw him on a course and now I'm like, was this just the way to become a movie star again? Is this all this was? Well, Is- but I think don't don't a lot of your 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 better directors take that approach. I, I do I do one thing for me and then I do one thing to sort of stay relevant so it I can keep like, doing things for me. But this sounds like it was his payment for doing this one. It doesn't. It sounds like it's the other way. He's a huge Batman fan. I right. Guess, so I, get that. Batman, yeah. I get that. I mean, he I is living that. out a childhood fantasy. Right. Oh yeah. So I, I get that, and I understand that, and that's part of my problem with this whole generation of filmmakers. But um, we won't get into right. That. Well, and and we've had that discussion before about comic books as well. Yeah. When fans start creating the product, yeah, that can lead to it's, problems. It's karaoke. It's, right. It's or it's people playing with their childhood toys in the sandbox, and it, it's. And, that's why it was exciting to me that J.J. Abrams was doing Star Trek because he was not a Star Trek fan. Yeah. And that is interesting but because that Star brings a fan. different perspective. <laughs> right. There. But yeah. yeah. So I just, to me, I wanted, in this time span, instead of Ben Affleck being Batman, as a film guy, I would rather have two or three more Ben Affleck original films. Yeah, I get that. Mature R-rated films that I'm going to see in he's the fall great shit, with yeah. great performances. Yeah. But he's... He's Batman now I know. for the foreseeable future, I know. Yeah. And, and that's what's his point. So, so either way, yeah, you know his no. his schedule is. But the good is news full. is that he can probably only be Batman for a short amount of time, right? So, yeah. so you know, after these next five well, six years, Batman. yeah, well, five six years, then he's you know back to doing they'll they'll cast being a, on course. a Tim or a Dick. They'll reboot the series, yeah. They'll reboot. Well, the yeah, with, that's with, more with, likely. With, with, with teenagers, I'm throwing my hands up. Next time they reboot the DC, no, you're not. No, I'm excited. It is a little frustrating. It is. It is a little frustrating. Yeah. All right. So, real quick to add on this, yeah. Um, I will say, I wasn't a huge fan of Affleck at first. Like, I was like, eh, I'm not 100 percent sold on him being Batman or Bruce Wayne. I'm still, I'm still not sure. Like, the Batman stuff all looks cool, but like. Seeing that trailer, like I saw Bruce Wayne, like I didn't see right. Ben Affleck, and I thought that was really cool. I, I think he's gonna be great. Yeah, I think he's gonna be. Phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. Oh, he's, he's gonna be great. Uh, to me, Michael Keaton was the best Bruce Wayne that we've had. Yeah, uh, I, I loved him as Bruce Wayne. <coughs> Kevin Conroy, Christian Bale. Well, yeah, oh, Kevin Conroy. <laughs> live Sorry. action. I know. I'm always <laughs> live action. I'm always gonna go back. Um, although, if you put Kevin Conroy in a bat suit, I'd watch that. Yeah, I would he'd have to shave his. It's like a little weird. Yeah, um, yeah it wouldn't quite work, but but. Uh, I Ben Affleck is, is I I want to see good Bruce Wayne. Anybody anybody yeah can be Batman. Oh, when you put somebody in a bat suit, they're Batman. There's one, there's a couple moments where Christian Bale knocked it out of the park mm. when he clears the party. 
Yeah, well, when that he... In the first one, when he has to clear the party. When he clears the party. He, play, he plays a jerk. And when he yeah. buys the restaurant. When he buys the restaurant with the... With yeah, the with the, other than that, That though, stuff, where they really played up the him having to pretend the to play be a dick. Right. Thing, yeah, yeah uh, but they, they just pulled away from that soon. And again, yeah. that's not... Howard Hughes. That's not as much bail as it is Nolan. Yeah, it's just the script. Because it's not... Yeah, like they, you said, the humor is. They turned it into Howard Hughes in the last movie, and right. they got rid of all I that. I hated that, that movie. Chart. That movie was awful. But we're not here talking no, about no, that no. movie. Yeah. We uh, we will continue on with uh, Chad. What's next? What do you think? Um. Well, let's see. It's Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're going we're to hold off on Star Wars because that'll be about three and a half hours for me. So Evil Dead. Yeah. Let's yeah. do Evil Dead. Yeah. Uh, that took me a little while to to watch the trailer because what. Uh, no, look. Here's you. <laughs> I'm looking at your leg. I know, I know. I don't need the trailer. Yeah, I'm gonna right, watch yeah, the show. No, I, see, I don't right, give right, a you're, shit. You're sold, right? right. Yeah, I don't I'm need done. to see anymore. So, Bruce Campbell. Yeah. So, yeah. right. So it wasn't even a matter of like. I, I mean, I wasn't even curious because all the creative forces are the right ones. All the faces they've attached to it are the right yeah, ones. You're right. I, I, like. That's gonna be neat, but it wasn't like I have to see this now because I'm so curious as to how it's gonna go down. It, when I watched that trailer, I was like, "Yep." <laughs> I mean, I was excited. Don't get me yeah, wrong; it wasn't surprising. Though. But right, exactly. I was like, "Yeah," I would have been shocked if it had not been good. But it was amazing. It was perfect. But it, it was, was the best value one. Mark, not S Mark. That's, that's I noticed mark. that. That is interesting. I feel like that's gonna be it's a gonna plot be a choice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I really. Do. I feel like it was way down. Right. <laughs> I feel like he got shit canned from S Mark. Yeah. So, like, Either I that like or some legal thing. thing that they'll probably yeah, yeah, joke around with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he shot so, up the store at the end of Army of Darkness, so maybe that's why. Right. Exactly. I don't know which cut you watch, but yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they said. Yeah, I would go. They said they're going with. Well, actually, no. I don't even know that they're specifically. I think Raimi has said they're not addressing things. Yeah, which is fine. Not in the future. Yeah. Right. Right. Have to be. Yeah. I, Bruce looks fantastic. He does. Oh, yeah. He's I cut. Well, well, he wants the other girl on. Yeah. But he's still, like, I mean, he's still... Shaking this his ass thing. with that girl on is the yes. best thing ever. <laughs> this isn't Sam Axe, though. This is... Right. This is Ash. Well, he's he back. Ash with yes. 20 more years of acting experience. Yeah. Like, you can tell... He's yes. sharper than he's ever yeah. been. Yep. Yeah. He his timing like is Bruce Campbell has always been uh, hip, hypnotizing, just like charming. I can stand there and just, sit there and just watch him forever. The most engaging, but D movie actor of all. Time. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> this is the best Bruce Campbell we've ever seen. I agree. He I didn't watch Burn Notice, so I don't know. But he, I, I mean, he's you know, Notice. I, I love Burn Notice he's, a lot. Yeah. He's, and then uh, a lot of people know him. I mean, he got up to, you know, be in almost A-list through Burn Notice. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, he's... Yeah. Actually, he's back, I, um, more people know I, him probably. I met that, him at uh, Matt Monster Party, and, like, there was, like, you know, of course, I'm, like, sitting there with, like, an Evil Dead poster. I'm like, yes, please sign this. But, like, other people were in line with, like, Burn Notice. Sure, and I'm sure. Like, what? What? Why? Because like, it's, I mean, it's a it's yeah. a good show, yeah. Like but. it's a great show, and it was on for years, six That's years, years. Six, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, on on a very popular network. I mean, it's, it's just did really like well. me being a horror nerd. Like I have yeah, like, yeah. twenty five things I would have got him to sign before. <laughs> right. Well, I only have two VHSs left. I have a mystery science theater compilation that they sold at Dragon Con one year that they all signed for me. It was That's like a nice. behind the scenes compilation nice. where uh, I, I believe it was Mike wrote on it uh, this is the worst purchase you've ever made or something like that. <laughs> and then I have an Evil Dead 2 VHS signed by Bruce. Nice. That's the only two nice. that I keep. Um, he used to at conventions he used to do the flip. 
with his, he used to grab himself by the back of his neck and flip himself. Oh my god! Oh, man. Just man. Awesome. No, I, I had a friend who was at a convention with that. him, and he says, "I don't do that anymore." Once, <laughs> sure, once he hit, like, yeah. once he hit you know, mid thirties, late yeah, early yeah, forties, yeah. he was like, "No, I'm done. I'm done with that." I'm done yeah, with uh, I thought he looked great. I think you're right. I think the humor will be. It looked cheesy at the right level. Yes. yes. It looked gory. It's supposed to be it was gory. cheesy. It, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what it But it was gory as hell. Yeah. No, yeah. And that's what I was very excited about. ridiculous. When he's... You can't your bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and then they cut to the scene of him in the back seat. Just gores spurting yeah. everywhere. I was putting, it for you. putting Marvel's brains to shame. It, it I mean, brought tears to my eyes. I know. He's so beautiful. They've, yeah. got an 18, yeah. they've got an 18 trailer, it looks like, with like a machine gun on the top of it that I'm sure will play in. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Um, it, it looks like it looks like Raimi. And yep. It looks like real Raimi. It doesn't look like Return to Oz or whatever. Uh, Great Oz, yeah. Raimi. It looks like down real, real Raimi. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of him being with young people who's in, in, and him seeing them seeing him as a blowhard. Yeah. Because that's always been Ash's thing. He does know how to fight these things, mm-hmm. but he's still an idiot. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. There's only one thing at all that he's good at. And even that's kind of accidental. Yeah. But it's, I think they really know that he's still with the girdle thing. Um, one of my favorite lines at the end with the, you're a lot like me, uh, the dead ruined your life and you're hot as hell. Um, <laughs> like that type of stuff, I think. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a lot. Nothing of will ever be. Nothing will ever beat Woodshed for me is the greatest line in Evil Dead history, just personally. Um, <laughs> but that's based on the line reading. But um, I think that it'll have plenty of that Sam Raimi spirit and pairing him up with the younger kids. I think is a lot of fun. And the welcome Lucy and Lawless, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lucy Lawless, yes, Lucy Lawless, yes, yes. yes. absolutely. Like that's like the uh, power couple right everybody. there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I wish they were. Yeah, I mean, she's. Have they, <laughs> have they worked together? Oh, yeah. Since Zena? Oh, since Zena? No. No, I don't I mean, so. she's worked with Sam since Zena because the Spartacus. Yeah. Right, she, right. She, yeah. she did those Spider Man cameos. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as did he. As yeah. did he. Yeah. So yeah. They yeah. might have met in passing. Yeah. Right. Spartacus was a Raimi. Yeah, that's right. Tapper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as well. It was kind of the R rated or NC 17 rated extension of Xena and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Spartacus was, which I. What I a fantastic show. I loved Spartacus. Absolutely. Um, it never quite recovered after losing yeah. Andy. I, I agree. But I think they should have brought. Uh, uh, rather, rather than bringing. Uh, what's his name? Liam. Cunningham. Cunningham. I think rather than bringing him in as Spartacus, they should have just brought him in as a different character. Yeah, I know. Because that killed it. The because Roman history nut in me would have would have gone crazy, though, if it but, wasn't Spartacus. But there was... They, they had so many liberties. As but, so I think that's kept Lucy in kind of the Raimi camp all yeah, the yeah. time. Obviously, right. her marriage to Tappert does that as well. Right. But, um, yeah, I think... I mean, I'm, I'm assuming we'll get a cameo from Ted. Oh, God. <laughs> um... Uh, we already saw the car. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. see the car. You know, the shot where he catches the chainsaw is stupid as shit. It's in the best way. It looks but it's great. great. Yeah. You know? Well, then that's that's, what, but it doesn't. That's the thing. It looks great in a terrible way. Yep. Well, and yep. the little the little doll jumping off and grabbing his face. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, it's showing that we're... There's some cool creature design. Well, and yes. that's the thing, is yes. we're seeing a larger Evil Dead universe than we've ever seen. It's not, it's just, not just Dead, dead Eyes. Eyes. It's yeah. other weird so shit cool, going yeah. on. And can we just talk about the fact that it's coming? It's starting Halloween. Yes. That's awesome. That's so great. Perfect. I mean that—that's really booked. Yes. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm, that's one book. That's, that's all I need. But yeah, I, when it said that at the end, I, that was actually what I got most excited about. Is it just at Halloween? And I was like, first, that means, oh, that's not that far from now. Yeah. And yeah. two, oh, cool, Halloween. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I, I agree with you. I was going to watch it either way, but I did click on it immediately. Yeah. yeah. Only because I didn't want to wait to see just a little bit of it. <laughs> you know, right. like, well, I, I didn't want to see, wait to see it. And when I did eventually, watch it, it I mean it, we're, we're talking about like a day after it came yeah. out I'm not talking about forever but one, once I did watch it it was only because I realized like I don't want to see anybody else's reaction to this before I see it yeah, yeah. Um, you know sense. other than just the oh, look at this it's Evil Dead crazy like I didn't want any analysis of it before I saw no. it but it wouldn't have mattered cause be prepared for lots of old jokes you know, mm-hmm. of course, my heart's, Jack, my heart's jackhammer. I'm like a quarterback on prom night. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that was good. It, there's going to be a lot of jokes about that, and you know, and not being able to keep up as as there like should that. be, and the, many of them will be innuendos. Yeah, and, no, you know, like the girdle joke at the beginning is easy but fun, and oh, that was it's, hilarious. The, it's the right joke, you know. Yeah. Even oh yeah, even though it's a little that's I mean that's edge. classic Ash. Like I mean. That's that's him all over. He's yeah. he's low road. Yeah, he's he's, well, he's always going. And to by the way, I don't. Did any of y'all see? My name is Bruce. Yes. Yes. Um, is he in the same? Tra- is he living in the? Is he actually living in that trailer or something? Because like I'm pretty sure it's the same trailer. <laughs> I don't know. And, like, <laughs> yeah, like that that, would that trailer that he's living in now. Like that's, that looks like the exact same I, trailer. I, I think, think the people that I think just the I, I think <laughs> I just the idea of Bruce Campbell living in a trailer is has enough comedic value to like to use it again. Be present in any of his genre stuff. Yeah, from yeah, on I, out. I think. That's the only thing about this I'm bummed about is they were working on a sequel to My Name is Bruce, which I loved. Yeah. And um, apparently that's not happening now because of the Evil Dead. I'll take Evil Dead. I'll take Evil Dead. Well, obviously. I have a question. Did anybody like the remake? Yeah, oh, I loved it. Um, I loved it. I, yeah, enjoyed, I thought it was okay. great. I enjoyed yeah, it. I didn't love it. it. Um, I, I didn't. I mean, no remake will ever replace any original anything. Which made me happy. But I liked it as a variation on the story. I thought the effects were fantastic. I thought the acting... um, What's it? The main... uh, Uh, Mia... I don't remember her name of that. The the main actress was phenomenal. And the turn that she took... I, I thoroughly I've watched it several times. I love it. I think it's great. I thought I, I have thought very mixed feelings on it. I do t- I do as well. Very mixed feelings. Um, my problem was Evil Dead has always been comedy franchise Thank first you. and a horror yeah. franchise. But the first one isn't. The first Evil Dead is a horror No, movie. it isn't, but the second but the first one doesn't really exist. Because the second one is just the a retelling of the first, the first one. one. And the first yeah, one tries right. to be serious, but it doesn't pull off being serious because of what Jerry is trying to do. But that's the thing. Is watching it, it, watching it now. Yeah. Yes, it's it is campy it's and it's silly. The first time I saw it, but when, when it came out, we're talking 1979, right? Uh, a little later than that, isn't it? I don't. No, I think it was 79. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. If only we didn't all have little things. That I know. If there was, if there was some way we could find out, interconnected by computers that could tell us. But but, but I'm not on airplane mode, so it doesn't ring. I'm like, our I mean, compared to the horror movies of the time, the effects and everything in Evil Dead. I mean, they made them for nothing, yes. and they were not meant to be silly at the time. No, what I love about that movie is the ingenuity of it. Right. Um, they had no money, and they hit the finger on, on the pole, on a pole, so it would smash through the cars, things yes. like that. It's the innovation. Want. 
81. 81. It was the innovation with the camera. It was things like that. So we're talking, that came out at the same time as, like, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, the first Friday the 13th. Like, this is what was coming out then, and Evil Dead was so different, but and the first Evil Dead is a serious horror movie. Oh, yeah. There are a couple of... Actually, they're cracking a single joke. Right. It it is, it's it's pretty grim. But if you look at it in the context, they were coming up at the same time as the Coen brothers. Sure. You know, they were contemporaries. Uh, Joel Cohen was an editor on Evil Dead, I believe. Um, really? And then their next movie was... Uncredited. Like, they, uh, all, yeah. they all helped each other Well, out. and then yeah. because the next, the next film that Crime Sam Wave. directed was Crime Wave, yeah, which was written by the Coen brothers. Yeah. Um, I wanted to like it so much. I, I still want to like it. There was a period when I... See, I saw them... I, me and me, the part of the problem I saw them backwards. Um, oh, wow. In high school, because... Army of Darkness came out and I didn't know the movies and okay. so my friend's like hey go see this movie with me and I was like well that was fucking stupid but kind of funny <laughs> and so then we watched Evil Dead 2 because it was like his favorite movie of all time right and then we went back and watched Evil Dead so I've never seen the first one okay. as a horror movie or that might change it I, that well makes yeah. it and see that's yeah. the thing is I yeah. saw Evil Dead first and it was I just took it as a horror movie yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the second one I didn't like it first because I was like, why is this so stupid now? Yeah. Why are they yeah. doing Three Stooges shit in this movie? Because it's great. And it took me, it probably took me at least a year to, yeah. to get it. To or get no, it, yeah. no, it took me until Army of Darkness came out to get it. Yeah. 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 Because when Army of Darkness came yeah. out, I was like, oh, yeah. I get what they're doing. And also at that point, I think Darkman came out. Before Army of Darkness, yes. right? Yeah. So I had our, at that point because the first Evil Dead's, the first two, I don't know that Sam Raimi's name really imprinted on me. Dark Man is the I wasn't movie. Paying attention to the director. No, no. Yeah. Dark Man is the movie that yeah put his name in my brain. I love Dark Man. So by that point, and Dark Man had those weird comedic elements. Like yes. it's 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 still one of the best superhero movies ever made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So by that point, I kind of got Sam Raimi a little bit more, and that was when I started appreciating Evil. I hadn't thought about this shit in years. I'm kind of glad that we. I think if hit people this. really get into, if they understand Raimi, they'll understand how Spider-Man Three happened. Actually, because um, Spider-Man Three is terrible. Yeah, but sure. You, it's Sam all the way. Oh yeah, it's just Sam on. Oh dude, that scene, <laughs> the scene that everybody hates so much with Tobey Maguire dancing down the street. That's, that's fucking Sam Raimi scene. Sam Raimi. Oh, yeah. How do you how yeah. do you yeah, like Sam is, Raimi that and probably hate is that? See, the thing is, I, Sam Raimi scene. The thing is, I like Sam Raimi and hate that scene because I'm in a Spider-Man movie, and I thought it was him. Everyone can go over the line, you know. Sure, sure. There's one too many. There can be one too many foot shots in a Tarantino movie, right? Um, <laughs> you can go. You can take what you're good at and go a step over. Sure. Um, you know, the Coens are great at screwball comedy, but the Lady Killers was terrible. There, people That's can true. people can can go with that. That was one with Tom Hanks, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, it's, so it's a remake of a great movie, and it was a whole disaster. But yeah. I think I think that you can. You can't go too far, and I think you yeah. did with that movie. See, that wasn't. And he was angry because he didn't want to use Venom, and there was right. all well, he, yeah, he didn't want it loaded. I met him once when uh, I went and saw the uh, backlot screening of The Gift, and uh, I'll be honest, I, I, was, I went because I heard Katie Holmes was naked. <laughs> and so, uh, and it was one of the screenings in LA. They have these uh, preview screenings, and you're supposed to not be affiliated with the film industry, right? So everyone is a student. On the form you fill out, yeah. and everyone in line is reading script, <laughs> right. looking at their sides for their audition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we walk out of the gift, 
uh, my friend and I, and there, in his suit, of course, yeah. is Mr. Raimi. And um, we walked up to him and told him we liked the movie. It was a little bit of a lie. I don't love that movie. But walked up to him and told him how much we enjoyed the film. He's like, oh, you know, thanks, buddy. And he asked us our names. And he did this trick where he repeated our names every time he talked to us. Right. To make it very clear to you he's talking to you. Mm-hmm. He's trying to remember your name. He's engaging you. You're not just some blip on his radar at this moment. You know he's probably not going to remember my name an hour from now. Sure, sure. He's you're not a blip. You're not ignoring you. I'm talking cool. to you. Uh, and we we told him good luck on Spider Man. He looked genuinely surprised we had heard about it. And we're like, it's all over. We're film guys. We, we read Variety. Like it's every everybody knows you're directing Spider Man. I think you know? their world is so insular though that sometimes they just don't. Know what's out here. I went yeah. to the DVD release of uh, The Limey, the Steven Soderbergh movie. Um, they were releasing the DVD, and he was signing, him and Terrence Stamp were signing things. And Aaron Brockovich had come out that weekend. So we went up, and we I got my out of sight poster signed by him, and all this stuff. And then we said, Oh, we really enjoyed Aaron Brockovich. He goes, Oh, you saw it already? And it was the number one movie in the country. <laughs> and he just couldn't believe we had already seen it. So you're right. They do live in kind of this bubble where they keep their head down. Right. And we're like, you're, You've got the number one movie in the country right now. And he's it's like, like, I got other things going yeah, on. Yeah. I got this movie, Clooney and Matt Damon, everybody. We're trying to get everybody together. Yeah, it was. So you're right. They do kind of keep their head in the sand. Um, so Evil Dead, we're all excited about. Absolutely. I, I think, yeah. as much as I enjoyed a lot of stuff that happened at San Diego Comic Con, that, that trailer was the most satisfying and perfect thing that I saw. Like, I, I have no... It's own right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, ha- I have no... I've watched it multiple times just to watch it. Not, yeah. yeah. Not in anticipation of what else there is. Just right. Because you want to see it again. Just to watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? and, and it's... it's the Jewish beat at the end is funny with the crosses. Oh, and it's kind yes. of out of character. Uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> it's a little out of character, but that's what makes it really funny. Well, and the thing is... what uh, Another thing that's so interesting about this series... Is we're probably going to find things that are are not out of character, like because we don't really know Ash no, that well. Well, yeah. we're going to get to know him. <laughs> that's because up until yeah, now, you he's essentially a get to know him over yes, what, exactly one weekend and then yeah. right two two days in. The yeah, we, we've known him for a few days. Well, he's Bugs Bunny covered in gore. He's not a real character. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a real person. He's he has a he does, Yeah, he has a <laughs> and, 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 you know. and hopefully they don't get too deep with it. No, I don't, yeah, I don't no, think they will. will. I don't think they will. But, uh, but I think he, we will see he, more. He, he's thoughtful enough to put the crosses up. He's still doing the wrong thing. <laughs> 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 um, all right, so Evil Dead, huge, huge success, yeah. smashing success. Let's uh, Let's talk about Deadpool. Let's continue our dead theme. Yes. And talk Deadpool, which uh, an official trailer has still not been released. Uh, three weeks from now, according to Ryan Reynolds. Before I came here tonight, I traced, I, I chased a couple of rabbit holes trying to find it online. Now, have you they, seen it? They all been pulled down. You, have, uh, you haven't I seen it at all? No. Oh, I saw it, and it's it's phenomenal. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, I, uh, here's here's the thing. Here's Mixed my one. Some of that. Other stuff that had been released, the computer. Yeah, stuff it was in well. The, the computer, the the CGI stuff was always a scene from the script, and they shot it, uh, or not CGI stuff, action, action sequence that that was leaked yeah. before. Um, it was always it stuff works. from the script, and this it's part of the movie, so that's that stuff is in there, but it's expanded on now. We know the context yeah. of the scene a little better. Um, my sticking point here, and a lot of people aren't going to agree with me. But Deadpool doesn't need to be rated R. The comics have never been rated R. 
Deadpool's never said fuck or cock in one of the comics. Never happened. You don't now, want to hear him do it, though? Now, I, well, and that's the thing. <laughs> I don't want to hear him say I, it. I get it. Well, yeah. we, 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 oh gosh, do I, do you care if I, we've got to no, talk about it. Okay, so what, one of the early Lost moments, the one of the early moments of the trailer is after the big action sequence with the cars flipping around and everything. Well, dead, it opens with Deadpool sitting on a bridge listening to Shoop by <laughs> Salt, Salt, and no. Salt and Pepper. Yeah. Is it TLC? Shoop, doop, doop. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Shoop is uh, and uh, is it TLC? It doesn't matter. I don't know. He drops into the car, beats everybody up, car flips over, he hops out, kills a bunch of guys in, in gory fashion, shoots one guy in the head, the guy's head full of blood just... But you see, that's the reason it needs to be rated R. And, but even gore. that, we never saw that in the comic. Well, the comics I mean, are not gory. The comics are teen. Yeah, uh, but I get it. I get that people want to see that, and from seeing the trailer, it works. Yeah. So uh, Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead walk up. Colossus grabs Deadpool, throws him into the side of the car, and Deadpool turns over and goes, "What the hell was that, you big shiny cock gobbler?" <laughs> <laughs> Which one is hilarious? Two. I would almost bet money that's not going to make it into the final movie because if you know the Ultimate Comics universe, Ultimate Colossus is gay. And a major Hollywood movie saying, like, I don't know how that's going to go over. But it's a hilarious line, and it's the opening dirty line of the trailer. It's the first time I think you hear him curse, unless he says fuck before that. He might say fuck before that. But anyway, trailer's amazing. There's lots yeah. of cursing, well, lots I'm of violence. I've it. It's, I can it's, wait. It's goofy. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I love the fact that they, I think they introduced the panel from the studio that fucked this up the first time. I believe. And then, like, they can't hear, and then the lights came on and Ryan Reynolds on stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he said, and this is my second, my, my first suit proper. Well, no, I'd say my first, not my, my, this is my first proper superhero movie. Yeah, that, and that's, that's addressed in the trailer, because they're talking, they're doing the Weapon X thing, and like, he's like, he's like, okay, just make sure that my suit's not green or animated. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's one of the things <laughs> yeah. yeah, they made some comments about sewing his mouth shut, and yeah. all that yeah. stuff, so. Which I, mean, I think very, that's pretty awesome. They're very aware. Origins. Oh, fucked him up so bad. Yeah. Well, X-Men Origins is the, in my opinion, the worst comic book adaptation that's I ever, agree. ever been made. I agree. Joel Schumacher has something to say about that. I don't know. Dude. I'd rather watch Joel that. Schumacher at least was trying to make tributes to Batman 66. Uh, at least he had. Uh, watch that's Batman. A different discussion. Watch Batman and Robin. It is another discussion. I, have, You're right. I, will, I would rather watch Batman and Robin than Batman Forever. I totally agree. I'll that. give you that. Yeah. Only because the bad factor outweighs the boring factor. Oh, it's so much fun. Um, oh, yeah. And the commentary, though, is really just him just going, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Is it really? That's yeah, the commentary funny. is like a man apologizing for things. <laughs> It's just him going like, I just, yes, we probably went a little too far. Yes, uh, probably didn't need the nipples on the back. Yeah. Well, uh, if, um, yeah. uh, nobody's, uh, if the trailer is a fair indication, nobody's going to be apologizing for Deadpool. Uh, one Ryan thing Reynolds, I will say about it being R-rated is that it, and, and this is one thing, you know, there weren't, there's not a whole lot of Marvel to talk about actually other than this. Yeah. Um, when it comes down to it, um, you know, I mean, seeing Ant-Man tomorrow. Apocalypse. But, 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 um, X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, X-Men. But oh, there, there's right. no, there's no, there's no footage. footage yeah, no footage. Is that uh, it does I make it. Awesome. Did you? Yeah. Is that it does make it stand out from other Marvel movies. Because yes. there is a creeping sameness yes. to the Marvel U movies. Mm-hmm. As yes. much as I enjoy them. Yeah, I there, agree. There is a little sameness settling in. I think Which Ant-Man is, is going to change that. I want well, I think Infinity Daredevil Call already has. I really want the Infinity War to be. I really want the Infinity War to be over. Yeah, so we can stop chasing the stones and come up with other MacGuffins for the movie. Sure, but so. I did not honestly. I've thought about it for a long time. 
I like I love a lot of the Marvel stuff. Like I love Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like one of my favorite movies. I watch it all the time. Um, I went into Avengers two so excited, and I walked out pretty disappointed. Really? Yeah. Which I haven't heard from anybody else. So I think it was just me. I don't know. There were people that didn't like it. I, yeah. I, I really did. Yeah, I, I thoroughly like enjoyed. I walked movie. out like I was, very I was totally I had satisfied. one major beef with it, but yeah. it's just that Ultron happens in like thirty seconds. That yeah, yeah that I had a problem with that, but I think once it once that takes once it gets past that, once you get past that, I mean, yeah. To me, Avengers party. That was the, awesome. Just yeah. having all the Avengers and their buddies hanging out, getting drunk, trying to lift the hammer. The look on yeah. Thor's face when it budges just a tiny. Oh my god, no, that, that was, was great. Yeah. Yeah. That was. I mean, but, yeah, no, I just wasn't. Was, I don't know. I wasn't. There's a. There's been a few missteps, and like, like I really did not like the Thor movies. Either one of them. Oh, yeah, see, I, I, I like both of them. Really, I the do, second yeah. one in particular. I, I really like oh, the first fantastic. one because it was smaller. Yeah, well, and it was funny. The first one I thought was brilliant because it it did. You know, all movies you start off with a hero with no powers. He has to gain his powers. This one we got a good fifteen minutes of Thor being Thor, whooping ass. Right. So we got our we we got to climax right at the beginning. So we were able to chill out and enjoy the narrative. Like, that was brilliant. What I also really enjoyed is you have your exceptionally handsome, exceptionally well-built leading man, and they make him a doofus yes. for quite some time. He's yes. comedic. Yeah. And I thought that was a nice kind of uh, turn to make yeah. him funny. You know, he keeps getting hit by the car. Um, when he throws the coffee cup on the ground, I think I fell out of my it's chair. Bring me another! And, and smashes that, on the And ground, we take yeah. it all because we got... That opening where we saw we know where he's going to come back to, right? Exactly. You know, and they played that fish out of water thing, which is something they hadn't really done fish out of water at that point. Yeah, there's always going to be missteps in all of them. What's amazing about the Marvel movies to me is, though, even the missteps have a level of quality to them. I know we disagree. I, the, the only one I think does got awful is Iron Man too. Um, I I cannot know. stand that. Movie. He likes really? Iron. I, I yeah, enjoy he likes it. Iron Man. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like Iron I do, Man. 3. I do like it, and I've watched it several times. I didn't like Iron Man three either. Um, I love Iron Man. I, one. I find it funny how Iron Man was the movie that launched the entire thing, and they haven't figured out how to make a decent Iron Man sequel yet. I agree. Uh, and they're not I going. And they're not going to. Yeah. Because uh, they're done with them. Um, but Civil War might might. It's going to be well, Iron Man. Yeah. 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 All right. But it's just the quality level has been. Consistent, even in the movies that aren't as good, right? Yeah, still I agree with that. And their quality—it's not—they're not, they're not bad know, movies, which is one of the accomplishments of say, like the Harry Potter series. Is there are better Harry Potter movies and worse Harry Potter movies? But they maintain the level all production quality, quality, right. quality um, that you don't see a lot. They're all—they're all at least this good, but many of them are this right. good. Go back and watch the first I, original. I, I hope you listeners enjoy my hand gestures that I just <laughs> used <laughs> to illustrate. My I'm doing that a lot. Like, just as an example, go back and watch the first four Superman original yeah. Superman movies, and the just the, the first quiet, two are good. The, the, the first, the first one's great. The second one is half good. Yeah. The third one is awful, and the yeah. fourth one is abysmal. And it's just, but yeah. it's not only the stories; it's the quality, the production the quality, quality. It's the acting, it's everything. I, Marvel's managed to keep a con- that, constant, at least a baseline. That's a that's a really good point, and I think that's why Marvel's doing such a good job, and that's why, like, you know, I have very little faith. And what you know, Sony and Fox put out because like it's very, it's all over the place. Yes. Like some stuff's awesome and some stuff's horrible. Segway, yeah, into cool. Fantastic Four. I was say, we've already talked more about Marvel than most people did in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we've already spent longer um, talking. About and we're going to continue it because technically, because they really don't um, have any big announcements, any big. I don't well, know. Their slate's already been announced. Right, their yeah, slate's right. already been announced. Ant Man and, and Fantastic Four are already. <laughs> Eventually, here, they're so. going to release it to twenty ninety nine. 
Uh, hey, we're actually hey. going to get, actually gonna get Spider-Man 29 and like I'd be 29. fine with that. They're going to tell us that next year. They'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, it'll be present day when it happens. Yeah, what phase you, 75. <laughs> what are your thoughts as of right now on Fantastic Four? I am, I'm not seeing it. I just, I don't, I don't think it's any, I don't think it's fantastic at all. Uh, I, I'm not gonna support it. I just can't. I'm because right it doesn't look, it, I don't understand. I'm not a huge Fantastic Four comic fan. Sure. But I did grow up with. We should have had Bobby over. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> at least to talk about this. Although I'm sure his, you know, I, talking to him, his thoughts are pretty much just like, why, God, right. why? Like, this is the. Why no pants? Third time they've tried this. You know, in a movie format, and they keep getting it wrong. They don't get it. They don't understand it. They don't want to. You well, know? and especially with the Marvel Universe movies as a template now. And uh, you and know, by the way, I don't agree with you. The, but the best, we'll the around. best villain I think in all Marvel is Doctor Doom. And I look he at that, and, and I look at every time I've seen him on the big screen now, including these commercials. It's just like. That's not Doom. That, I'm sorry, it's not. I'm not threatened. It just he, doesn't. He doesn't feel like him. Is he like know? a hacker or something? No, that's not, that's not true. Yeah, yeah that, I don't. That correct is, me if I'm wrong. I, I, I yeah, just yeah, actually stopped caring. You know, yeah. I'm like I, the, the the previews that I see are the things that you know TV keeps showing me, and sure. I'm like I don't care. Uh, I've I haven't clicked actually a link to any of the stories because right. I just I don't care. Okay, I don't care. I'm done. Fair enough, Chad. Um, we're going to have to come to the conclusion at some point that some superheroes just don't make good movies. <laughs> yeah. And I think as, as comic book fans, we want to believe that our favorite heroes can be a good movie. I will, I, some I, guy out there thinks Speedball would make a hell of a television show. <laughs> I think if they actually ever did a version of the Fantastic Four that was like the comics... You could say, you know what, that doesn't work as a movie. But they've never tried it. Well, they have. They, 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 it was called The Incredibles. The Incredibles. <laughs> oh, and that, yeah. and that, yeah. worked, and that worked very well. And, it was, and it's, that's your Fantastic Four movie. It's just where, you know, what we're going to Someone should just take it, put a skin on <laughs> like it, a blue. Like, put a mod on it like you would a PC game, and, and make it Fantastic Four. Because and just like Man on Fire is the best Punisher movie. <laughs> yeah, yes. absolutely. I've never thought of that, but so, wow. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. really is. It just, uh, yeah. I, I think that it, you know, the comedic, funny way didn't work in the other movies, so now they're going the other way with it. I like most of the cast. Um, I think the thing I that I would... I think Kimora's fine. I don't have an opinion on her Something either way. Yeah. Um, Rates on my nerves. I can't I'm, even look at her. I'm excited. I like Michael B. Jordan quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to him playing Apollo Creed's son, actually. In that. Yeah, that looks that really looks good. Awesome. So that still looks more interesting. Uh, Stallone's not directing that. He's just got a cameo. He's just right. yeah. Um... I like him a lot as an actor. Uh, I like... I'm losing his name, but the kid from Whiplash, who's playing Reed Richards. Oh, I don't know. I'm not familiar with any of the actors. Yeah, yeah, he was in that movie, Whiplash. Well, except for uh, Ben... No, not Ben Storm. The father, Storm. Right. Uh, Reggie K. Isn't Billy... Billy... uh, (coughs) Dancing movie. Oh right, Bill, uh, Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot. Just read, right? Yeah. No, he's playing the thing. He's playing Ben. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. And apparently, they're not modulating his voice at all, which is extremely weird. Uh, well, that, this is why I say this: really? the thing will never look good in a live-action movie. It's just not going to. It's too dumb. I think, and, I, and I like the fantastic. It's just too dumb. I think he looks as good as he's ever going to look when it was Michael Chiklis in a foam rubber suit. 
and that did not look great. No. Uh, but that's as good as you're ever going to get. Not, it's just never going to work. This, what they're doing now, is not the answer. But how I feel, uh, I think this could be a really good science fiction movie. Uh, I don't... I, I'm not a Fantastic Four guy. I've read comics that have them in them. Yeah, same here. But I've, I've never read, read a like Fantastic Four. that have them in it. Right. I've read but, the Trial of Galactus. And uh, yeah. But I think this looks like a really interesting science fiction movie. The new trailer starts off like it's ex- the movie Explorers. <laughs> where it's like the kids making, where Reed's making like a time machine in his garage or whatever he's making. Right, whatever, right. And I was looking for River Phoenix and Ethan Hawke and... Um, <laughs> Uh, sorry, kids. There was this movie called Explorers back in the eighties. I'm sure it's terrible because I haven't seen it in twenty years. No, I haven't either. And, and while I, you're I, at it, I'm sure it's on the slate. I'm sure that sucks too. I'm sure. I'm sure that I have watched recently. I'm sure it's on the slate to be remade pretty soon. So. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, last Starfighter. Uh, both, of, both of them. They've already announced the Starfighter. Oh, have they? They're doing a series that's going to have VR components for like Oculus Rift and Starfighter. Oh, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've, I'm gonna go see Fantastic Four. I, I, I wanna check it out. I like, I like that it looks like a hard sci-fi flick. It's a different take on the property. And what's interesting to me is they've worked out this deal where Spider-Man, uh, is appearing in the Marvel U. And the whole concept of this Fantastic Four is that, is interdimensional travel. And that's interesting because that opens up other yeah. possibilities. If, if the movie doesn't tank. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Because if it tanks, they're going to immediately get rid of that concept. Right, they'll reboot it again. Yeah, yeah they'll be like, whoops, <laughs> my bad. What, how do you, what, what do you, how do you, I don't know, do you I mean, care? I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as him. I mean, I like, I don't really care because uh, as much as I love superhero movies and as much as I really go see all of them, that's one that, like, whenever I heard about it, I was just like, meh. Yeah. You know, like, and I, I don't, I don't know. I'm like a big fan. Like I was talking about Harley earlier. Like I want to see Harley in like the Harley Quinn outfit, you know, from the animated series. Like I want to see the Fantastic Four wearing the blue suits with the four on them, you know, with like, the white gloves. Yeah, the with white the gloves. white gloves. Yeah, Roger, Roger, Roger Corman's got a movie for you. Yeah, yeah, he does. You yeah. Did, have you seen that one? No, the original. Oh, you need to see that. Oh, I, you I think you would dig it. Blue I think you would dig it. <laughs> In it's, a very it's, beam it's fun, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fun, I, I, I've seen the trailer. It goes it. on the shelf. Released, it right? goes on the shelf with the Captain America movie, oh, which yeah. I love. I know with yeah. the Punisher movie, all of that actually came out. Any movie years. where Captain America and Nick Fury movie. tricks an old man so he can steal his truck <laughs> twice. <laughs> Has anyone seen the Nick Fury movie starring David Hasselhoff? Uh, I, I saw it, it. The when the TV it came movie. on, yeah. but I, so I don't remember it. So whenever kids, whenever whenever anyone complains about a, a current superhero movie, I'll just point to those. <laughs> yeah, like, this is what this used to look like, right? And right. I would get this. So even Thor two, if you thought it was terrible, yeah. Let's pull out Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Let's see. <laughs> exactly. Oh um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Fantastic Four. Not a lot of enthusiasm in the room. Interesting. Mm. Uh, what else? What else have we got? Um, one thing I wanted to... Uh, one thing I loved tracking throughout the entire weekend uh, through social media, Instagram, which I love... Uh, Instagram was fantastic. ...was the camaraderie between 
the Gotham cast, the 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 the, the Agents of Shield cast, yeah. certainly the family of uh, Arrow, Flash. Uh, Flash, and now Legends of Tomorrow shows. Oh, these casts are like uh, having fun. They're going to these things. They're having a blast. They're posting all these pictures. They're having you know the Dub Smash the Dub Smash competition, yeah. which is yeah. amazing. Um, they just look like they're having a blast, and it just looks really awesome. And it's all you know, they're all comic properties that are on TV that uh, I just am enjoying. So I'm enjoying watching them. And they're taking it to whole new levels. I mean, uh, you know, uh, and it's exciting, you know, to, to Arrow and Flash. And, yeah, Arrow and Flash have been just exciting to watch for me. Yeah. They're one of yeah. my favorite shows on TV. Flash is like my uh, absolute Flash. 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 Yeah, I, I will say, um, especially last season. Uh, yeah. um, you know, I think, I think Arrow's on the right track to getting back to yeah. being I as good next season because the things I've heard if it, Felicity can just stop crying she can and if he can quit up. and if he can stop quitting stop. I know yeah if he can quit quitting look I just um, I'm just happy they've yeah, got they've, three they've, times they've got he's uh, announced that he's not leaving the city multiple times yeah, he's right. like, I will never abandon yeah. y'all I gotta go this yeah. Yeah. she's yeah. really hot let's, let's, let's go they've yeah. got yeah. they've got Neil McDonough sign up as the bad guy that's yeah. gonna be awesome you know Flash has announced that they've got a lot of uh, Golden Age and other characters Dear, coming Dear, in. Dear, yeah. Michael Ironside um, coming Michael in Ironside, as yes. Stark's father, yeah, which is like he could have been Captain Cold. <laughs> Absolutely, oh my gosh. An old friend of mine is actually on the Flash as one of the regulars, so oh, I, very that's cool. why I started watching it. They just announced and, uh, uh, she is um, uh, Daniel Panabecker plays Caitlin Snow. Fair enough. Oh wow! Oh yeah! yeah. yeah. Oh yeah! Oh. Her since she was fifteen, she's gonna be a Killer Frost. Uh, she and, yeah, she's we offered her the role in Dakota Sky first before. Oh wow! Her. She was one of the people we talked to earlier. For the listeners, Dakota Sky is a movie that Chad wrote. And, it uh, is definitely worth checking out. I finally watched it. Well, I put it in my Netflix queue, and I don't know if they pulled it off they, Netflix yeah, for a while or expired. what happened. The license expired. Uh, yeah. Really, I it happens. I was that's that's very cool. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, she, really was, she was it. one of our original choices, only because not only, but because we knew her, and so we went to her. Right. She had to do. It, she had to choose between us and a pilot for CBS, and they were actually in pair. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I've known Danielle for a very long time, and. And uh, so She's great I kind of yeah. St- yeah I kind of started watching it. I wasn't watching Arrow yet. Um, I watched the first couple episodes. And I was like, oh okay, it's Batman. Yeah. And <laughs> then when she got the job, I was like, okay, I should probably catch up with all this. And that they're gonna cross over. And I'm like, oh, shit. I, was, I felt like that moment when I was like 12 and the thing showed up in my Hulk comic and I was like now I gotta go buy some Fantastic Four which is how they get you oh yeah it's how you go from reading Wolverine to reading 34 Uh, yes Yes. they know what they're doing Um, so I've been doubly pleased watching her kind of you know and knowing where she's going yeah uh, character wise eventually oh yeah kind of cross I've been really I've been watching that and, and really enjoying The Flash mostly because Compared to so many other things, and we're talking about the, the the DC movie versions, Barry's just a good dude who wants to help people. Mm-hmm. Yep, and there's a pathos to it, but but it's, he he's it's fun. fun and he's a good guy. Yeah, and yep. and, and he doesn't and, you know any I mean, even Arrow he's dark and he's brooding and, and that can be quite enjoyable at times. You know, mm-hmm. but Barry's just 
Well, and Arrow, <laughs> Arrow, is, <laughs> Arrow is surrounded. Uh, you know, he's got Felicity to lighten things up. They brought Brandon Routh in, who yeah. is just I phenomenal. Love, yeah, he's, he's great. Uh, he's so good. Uh, I mean, he's so good. I he got his Superman, own show. But, you know. I did, too. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, he was, he he was, was Superman. great as Superman. He's surrounded by He lifted all the stuff. He did. My only problem with Arrow these days is that there's no one left on there who can't fight. Right, uh, they're all badass. They're all badasses now. It's like yeah. you gotta have. They're like I was in the gym for three weeks, weeks, and now I'm a yeah. crime fighter. <laughs> you know, you have to have an occasional Sandra Harris every once in a while. You have to have a Dawn. You have to have someone who doesn't. Well, Felicity isn't there yet. No, she's, well, like, yeah. she's the only one. You know, and now yeah. she's got Diggle's been sued on next or whatever. Did you see the leak of the picture? Oh yeah, he's going to be the guardian. The guardian. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's, 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 but I mean, yeah. that was inevitable. Well, he yeah. couldn't. He couldn't keep running around in a jacket and slack. <laughs> Everybody else Right. And I love him, but you're right. There was never I always wondered he would just show up and everybody's in these crazy. He's got like a turtleneck and an arrow arsenal and Adam and he's like you know Diggle. Yeah, and Diggle. Yeah. Exactly. And just yeah, it never makes sense. But but yeah, I'm 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 glad you brought that up because the T V I mean we're getting some of the best comic book stuff there is on TV and I love the announcement uh well, not even an announcement, but but the that it was brought up that the guys that do Arrow would love to have Matt Ryan as Constantine on yes. Arrow. Yeah. Yes, I, that and it's they, not even just because I loved his performances. I, I can't say that I loved Constantine, but I love. But I loved his performance as yeah, Constantine. Yeah, and he is Constantine. He's, he's like perfect. Right off he's wonderful. Yeah. And it's not even necessarily getting Constantine back. It's just the fact that these guys are like, he was great. We want Constantine on our show if it can happen. Yeah, like, sure, just that they're that enthusiastic and they're supportive. And, and like you were saying, and everybody was hanging out. Everybody's supporting everybody else. They're into what they're doing. It's the same group that's making Supergirl, and I've got, you know, that looks good, too. So yeah, I'm happy I've got, I get a good too. vibe off of that. What I don't you? think they're, you know, they're, they're able to cross over because of the network thing, right. but... Uh, but you never know. I'm right. Know. If there's, there's money, uh, sure. If there's money, they'll yeah. figure things and out. The cool thing about having Constantine on these shows is that opens it up to like magic and the supernatural and stuff sure. like that that they've never touched on. Which they had. Well, they. I mean, the Lazarus pits. That was. That's true. That's, that's true. That's happened. Yeah. You're so right. that door has been open. You're right. Yeah. Um, I would like to ask one question since we're talking about good superhero television. Yes. <laughs> Does anyone give a shit about Heroes Reborn? No. Nope. No. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. All I have written down is making, trying to make you forget how bad the show was. They will uh, never be able to do that. Because I didn't finish the show, so I don't know who died and who didn't. No. So, like, they have, like, at the end of the trailer, Hero shows up, and I'm like, I don't know if he died in the show, and that was supposed to be cool. I didn't even see the trailer. I didn't. Yeah. Heroes, I watched it in prep in case someone here was a Heroes fan, but nope. No. Yeah. Heroes Reborn could be Jessica Biel running around naked for an hour every single night, and I still wouldn't forget that Heroes was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'd still watch it. I was going to say, I'd watch it. But it wouldn't make me forget. You know, the important the point is, I was talking television reboots quickly, though, how excited are you for the Coach reboot? Have you heard about that? What? They're bringing back Coach. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Craig, Craig T. Nelson. Nelson yeah. 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 Which I like. Because yeah. uh, everyone was calling for that one. <laughs> <laughs> not joking. Yeah. Like a Netflix like, yeah, they're doing Coach. I, uh, I'm not Jerry Van Dyke's still alive, too. I'm not a sports guy at all, but I loved Coach. I mean, I, I watched it. I watched it. Sure. Show. Like, I'm not going to watch it now. Sure. Yeah. I watched it now. when I was a kid, but I don't want an empty Oh, my gosh. No, if we can get Judd Hirsch and... What's his name? Jerry... Uh, the na- who's the neighbor on Empty Empty Nest? He's in tons of shit now. He's a he's always a heavy now. 
um, Jerry Burns. Jerry Burns from uh, he was in Dear John. Yeah. Oh no, that's what yeah, I'm thinking yeah, of. Dear, Dear John. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm thinking of Dear John. He was on Justin. Yeah. Back yeah. to uh, Arrow and Flash, though. Um, I think everyone kind of feels like everyone I've talked to feels that Arrow season three is kind of a misstep from yeah. two and one. Because um, I thought two was excellent. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was a both great of the first season. Well, yeah, the first season, the first half of it was a CW show, and then they figured out we can do superhero. We can shit. make it a superhero show. And yeah. the second With season was fantastic. Actually, yeah. the reason well, there, there will always be they always have a little. You know they both that both the shows have a little stink of CW, and probably. that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Fine. And actually, I the reason I started watching Arrow because you posted something and you were like. Green Arrow and Black Canary are fighting ninjas on motorcycles. This is the best show ever. And I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome. And then I watched it. And it is unbelievable that that stuff is happening on primetime television. Yeah. See, I own all six seasons of uh, Dawson's Creek on DVD. So you mix that with some superheroes. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't actually, so the CW doesn't, doesn't really bother. Yeah. You know, no, no, so I'm, you take out James Vanderbeek and you put in Ollie Queen. I'm good to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Dawson, so excited. Dawson's to Creek wasn't my poison. I was a Felicity guy. Yeah. You know. Uh, this is the only time I don't have a teen show, so I guess those are kind of my closest I have to having. <laughs> They're not. Are they on now? Are there? I don't now? know. Because like, I I went from Dawson to Veronica Mars, and you know, like is Veronica? Yeah, I guess that's a teen show. Is Veronica? Yeah, I don't think of Veronica Mars and Buffy in that way. Even yeah, though Buffy. Yeah. They are. Yeah, they're they're, yeah. they're 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 teen shows, and they're still soap operas. But that's the Flash, way they got sold. The, the, the right, Flash right. is the closest. Yeah, thing too I, that I have now, which makes yeah. me sad that I don't have a teen show because I am a teenage girl. I, I would love to. <laughs> I would love to have an Ultimate Spider-Man TV show, That'd like cool. the Bendis comic. Yeah, Bendis. I want to come like out, come Spidey out, come in high school. TV show. I haven't. I haven't read it. Marvel. I haven't read it, and honestly, it was the television show. Yeah, it would be. Really, I haven't read that. Yet, it would be really good, and not to be. It would be important. Sure. Yeah. She yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's a really good story. It's a teen story. Uh, it, it, it would be such a good show, and it doesn't have to be one of the Netflix shows. It could no, be no, no, a regular television show just about this girl. Put it on hours. ABC. Put it on ABC. Make it. Put right. it on ABC because she's an inhuman. So right. yeah, Lincoln, they've already introduced Lincoln that. Shield, yeah. you know, do yeah. something. But and for all we know, that's in the the plan. It's just it's just one yeah. character that I would love to see. As much as I'd love to see Maz Morales live action, I would more actually want to see. Uh, Kamala Khan. Well, she's too overwhelmingly popular right now. Much more popular than well, no. She well, right now her she's shining brighter than yes. Miles. I mean, Marvel's in the middle of an event that should just be called Save Miles Morales <laughs> right? because they're destroying the Ultimate Universe. And right. The only reason they're doing any of this nonsense is to get Miles Miles and main to the main. Yeah, yeah. That is the number one reason. Which like we can't get we got to cancel these books. Right. But we can't get rid of Miles. Right. It's, yeah. It's, which is fine. It's, it's, which is nothing wrong with it. Which is fine because some of the books have been fun. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but we're talking about Comic Con, so there's no room to talk about. Yeah, we can't be talking about comic <laughs> comic books in here. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but I am excited that they are introducing Green Arrow, and he's coming back with a new suit, and they're going with a lighter tone, supposedly. I don't know. I, I hope so. Thick. I hope so. But he actually, you know, in the panel came out in the new Green Arrow suit, and it, it was, was brighter. It was awesome. Yeah, it was brighter. Well, uh, and it looks more, less like Robin Hood and more like a superhero comic. Yeah, they don't tell yeah. you he's been away for seven years. 
and uh, been, been hanging out. On a different island? A different, different island. island. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Bane shows up or something like that. Bane. But, uh, There's got to be a bit. Who would, who's Green Arrow? Well, it would just be Bane. Just be There's Bane. not even a reason to make it an yeah, analog. It would just be Bane. Bane. Oh, yeah. Tom Hardy's not busy. They sound like he's got a new friend. It would be a Batman villain's left and right. I mean, it would be a far better Bane than we've ever seen before. Oh, yeah. Already done Mad Max. Why can't they do Have you already done an episode about Mad Max? Uh, no. Yeah, okay. No, I didn't. All right, all right. Because it took me I by surprise. I could be here as late as possible. So. T- well, Mad Max took me by surprise. Yeah, I wasn't ready for it to be as amazing as it was. I so liked I it about Mad Max and Flash on one episode. Oh, that's right, we did. I liked yeah, it less. Yeah. I liked like, it less. Sit right well, here. I don't think it was originally going to be a Mad Max episode, though. I... Don't, I think I, it was because, but we had just both seen the finale of Flash right before we were going to record, and so we couldn't help but. Uh, but something that. about it was last minute. It wasn't like I called, I got with you two weeks out, and we're like, we need to do a Mad Max. No, 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 no. It was I like, was, holy yeah. shit, this yeah. was yeah. something. I like Mad, Mad, Mad Max less than everybody that I know, and I loved it. I'm on the low end spectrum of, of people who think it's awesome because I had some problems with it, <laughs> right. and I still loved it. I watched it like this, like, just, just that uh, was me. The whole Time. And then I, I was like, twice, three days, I was yeah. like, but it was, oh, I yeah. was so visually overstimulated in the best way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did Phenomenal. Hey, yeah. I'll just say the guy with the guitar was the greatest thing that's ever happened. Oh, I got oh, the yeah. shirt. <laughs> I got a shirt that she bought me, actually. With the Dufoyer, and it's got like Iron Man font. It's like Dufoyer, but it's like Eddie. Yeah. And it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever made my eyes. just something that, you know, and this 70 year old man making this movie with the energy of. I hope the yeah. video game is good. Like, oh, wait, the guitar really shoots flames out of it. Yeah. 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 Oh. Should, you know, what was great about that movie more than anything was it was like they gave George Miller a time machine. He yeah. didn't, he didn't yeah. make an updated Mad Max. He made, right. he made a 1970s Mad Max with an updated production budget. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I love. Yeah. Mentality wise, it was still the, an antique idea of punk. It was still an antique idea of yeah. of, of the Road Warrior. I felt like it was like we've got all this capability. Like yeah. I felt like it was after Road Warrior. And there were so many yeah. badass chicks before in that movie. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, David, like that's totally exactly what I said. Is I yeah. felt like it was before Thunderdome. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was dated in a good way. Oh yeah. But yeah, Road absolutely. Warrior is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's my favorite Mad Max. So to be in that. It's like a, so for you to warrior? feel like it fits is yes. yeah. But about Tom Hardy's looking forward to a movie where he doesn't have to wear a mask for half of it. <laughs> but she's like, I'm an exceptionally handsome man. Yeah. He's like, I, you keep trying to cover my face. My face. I turned down the yeah. Suicide Squad thing because I thought it would be another mask, and yeah. now I see this guy in yeah. the trailer with have his pretty face my, out. My jawline and I'm, I'm beautiful. Why are you doing this? This is a large. I think we yeah. we haven't Look, covered as much as I wanted to cover, but it's Star Wars time. Alright. It's time to take out my pants. It's time to <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all excited about that. Oh my gosh, all the pants are coming off. You guys should either be glad you're here or not. Um but Star Wars we'll pictures on the I'm the only girl on the website. Well you will have uh yeah, that'll that'll be the cover photo yeah, for this episode. Absolutely. No pants. Um so, uh, obviously we already know about uh, The Force Awakens. This and, and prior to the weekend, I think a lot of people were prepared to be let down because they made the announcement there wasn't going to be a trailer. Uh, they kind of undersold it. Well, and there were no toys. And because they thought, you know, it's sort of like, we're not 
ready yet, and everybody's like, oh, they're waiting to do their whole Disney thing. The D23, gonna, right? Yeah, Which and, they, they, just, and yeah. they just made this whole big presentation at, uh, you know, Celebration. Right. So San Diego's yeah. just a stop, and they're just going to kind of wave and, and then move on. Well, and the funny... But what was really impressive is that we got a lot more than that. Well, oh, and that's absolutely. the funny thing, though. What we got probably is a drop in the bucket because... Preview night, because uh, my big thing with Comic-Con, yeah, it's neat seeing all the movies and whatever. I'm there to look at the toys. Uh, that's what I, that's the first thing I follow is the toy announcements at like Comic-Con. Uh, maybe <laughs> from time to time. I've been known to go into Target and pick up a figure or two. You're a um, man. <laughs> um, I thought these were all your sons. They, they are, they are. Oh, okay. Someday. He's in here. When, I, when I'm six feet under. Yeah. Um, but, uh, did they make six feet under? Preview night <laughs> at, at somebody will. Yeah. They'll do the retro clock. I really want a Peter Carlson. They'll, they'll do the Migo style <laughs> six feet under figures. <laughs> yeah. Um, preview night, Hasbro had nothing. Uh, they didn't show any Force Awakens toys, any new toys at all at Toy Fair, and we thought, well, they're gonna save them for Comic Con, I guess, uh, because it's closer, because the midnight, they are doing another midnight sale, uh, and it is Thursday night at Dragon Con, which, Really fucking sucks. Oh. Uh, we are talking about getting an Uber down to the Buckhead Toys R Us, uh, but they're they're launching in right around two months from now, and we have seen one toy before Comic Con. We'd seen the First Order Stormtrooper, and that's it. Uh, preview night, Hasbro showed us Tie Fighter, Tie Fighter, which is the size of a man's head, the cockpit of the TIE Fighter is the size of your head. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, the I have one of the big ones, the old school ones that were like right. those jumbo ones. Right. Yeah. The wings are 26 inches. This is for 6 inch scale action figures. But that's all Hasbro showed. All they showed was the TIE Fighter and the TIE Fighter pilot. Maybe that's all they're gonna, nothing else. That's, all they're gonna right. that's it. Yeah, that's, that's all we're getting. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Star Wars has never been there. Maybe they're going to cut corners and just be like, yeah, let's head your bed. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be happy We'll wait enough. to see if anyone goes to see it. Yeah, right. Yeah, People yeah. may not like this thing. <laughs> hey, hey, um, we got burned once before. <laughs> well, no, they've never been burned with the toys. No. no. Yeah, it's true. Never. Because Phantom Menace... I remember that Phantom Menace. Holy oh, shit. Was I with you that night? Um, I, we were there. I got I a couple remember. boxes. Pete, Noel, Noel, Pete, Noel. Yeah, 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 that's right. We were all at the so Toys R Us. Menace. Oh, and it was I wonderful. Know, it was I wonderful. We bought so many shitty toys. Yeah. It's not even about the toys. It's just about being there. It was about the event. Right. It was about seeing if you could get a Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, who didn't want that, right? Yeah, um, I bought one. So yeah, I have one, but we we saw before the movie. Came a, out, you know, we saw a little <laughs> bit this weekend, but we saw a lot because that behind the scenes reel. Was oh my gosh, that's awesome. With chills. Okay, let's let's go around and talk about the moment where it got you. Because I know what mine is, Ryan. What was you've seen the behind the scenes one, right? Seen you haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. no. You've seen it. Yes, I have watched. It. What was the one moment? Sorry. Did you think you could share with me? <laughs> what was? I could probably the just moment? act it out for you. I'm I'm ready. I've watched it many times. Um, actually, with the slate. I really like I really like the intro where he's just like, we are on the first day of shooting the new Star Wars movie, Force Awakens, mm. and everybody erupts into applause. Yeah. Like, I thought that was awesome. Like, I thought it was super cool. But, I mean, really, it's just seeing all, like, the scenery and seeing all the practical effects and the ships and everything and, like, seeing all the stuff they've built in the cockpits to ships. Big fuzzy aliens with goggles. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I'm not a fan of that, that one. I love it. I'm oh, I love, love it, it, yeah. And then seeing uh, 
Peter Mayhew, right? Yeah. Seeing him as Chewbacca again, like, that was great. He just looked so happy to be there, like, yeah. that they asked him to, to be there. They're like, all right, we're getting ready to film some behind-the-scenes stuff, so smile and act like you're having fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe yeah. that's what it was. But it was I met so that cool. man at cons. It's really hard to understand a word he said. <laughs> it really is. It was, it was a little touching, you know, so I, it was cool, you know, like seeing the last trailer, just seeing, like, you know, my old friends again, you know. Right, feel, right. So. Super cool. Well, uh, I mean, we'll get into depth in it, but what what was your my moment? Your moment, Dan. Han and Leia in the cockpit. Oh, yeah. yeah, by far. Yeah, I have a list of, of of there were great moments. I have one giant beef with it, but Han and Leia sitting down in the cockpit of the fucking Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Carrie looked yeah. great. Yeah, she looked fantastic. Everybody. And, well, we haven't seen Luke. We haven't seen well, Luke yet. It's interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, they're, they're spacing it out. Well, the, yeah. first, the first trailer we get Han, second glimpse we get Leia. Well, and that's now, what's fun. Or, this isn't even a trailer. Or there's a this story just, reason. Right. Oh, and yeah. that's what I want. Or there's a story reason. Um, yeah, it was, was definitely them settling into the cockpit and J.J. Was on, the, the, on the hood, what, making the shot and just going yeah. like... Hey, that's Han and Leia in the cockpit of the Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the scene Leia. I mean, because that was, you know... A big moment because we hadn't seen her yet, and right. you know, and I know what Carrie looks like now. Yeah, and she doesn't look like Leia now. Like <laughs> the last time I saw her when I met her at DragonCon, love her, uh, and we talked for a little bit. But I was not thinking I'm talking to Princess Leia. Right, yeah, I'm I talking to ten years ago. It was not working. With yeah, yeah, it's like it's yeah. So I didn't know. To be honest, I didn't know if she could be Leia again. Right. And when I saw her, I didn't even go. That's Carrie. I went. Hey, there's Princess. Yeah, Leia. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's and I was like. Damn it. And that was behind the scenes <laughs> stuff. It wasn't airbrushed. Right. No. Final film. Right. Type right. Of thing. I yep. was wondering if they were going to do, you know, uh, you go, can in, see. go in and Benjamin Buttons, yeah. her and Hamill or yeah, something yeah. or whatever. Because yeah. they both have an ace I think, best. I think JJ will want that character though. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, yeah, I loved it. It was long shots. It was, it was just quick behind the scenes footage. So. That, uh, so what, great. what got me, and I wouldn't have called this, what got me was the scene of uh, the younger actress. Whose name I Daisy Ridley. Yes, uh, in the cockpit of the Falcon on the big gimbal. Yeah, and you hear the Falcon's engines. Yeah, they laid that over the top of. And that, yeah, they laid. Uh, some, yeah, clearly they laid it was special. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But Peter Mayhew can't actually make it. Seeing <laughs> the cockpit move like I know it's supposed to move, and hearing that, and my eyes welled up. I mean it. And I wouldn't have called that as what yeah. was going to get me, but mm-hmm. that got me. Is that, oh, another, is that another hint that she's solo? Right. Uh, yeah. Right. We see her behind the... I mean, right. Not what, a lot of people... What we talked about last time, what do you do with your old car? Yeah. You give it to your, your kid. kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, a little more uh, about the behind the scenes. Uh, like, Ryan, mm-hmm. like you said, the practical effects, seeing all those aliens oh, standing yeah. around in real time against... Huge constructed sets. That gateway that they showed, yes. the massive yeah. gateway with all of the like wh- whatever the sculpting or alien writing or whatever it might have been, just all of the sets. It's seeing crazy. people standing and being present, and we, we discussed this on the toy episode because, of course, you you can't talk about things without talking about the new Star Wars movie, uh, and and them. Kind of talking a little bit shit about George Lucas. That's my problem. Yeah, that's my one and that's problem I have with it is Mark Hamill telling George Lucas to go fuck himself, and it, not that in that way. Right, right. They could have shown all <laughs> I was that. Like, I missed that. They could have shown all that stuff <laughs> without drawing attention to it that hard. Well, without saying 
and even Peter Mayhew says we're going back to doing it the old way. Yeah, yeah I heard I mean, that. Yeah. There's there's things like that where I just it's practical it was a effects all the way. It was a commercial saying we're this isn't the prequels. Yeah, but maybe that's also to you know give people a little faith let's, because people hate well, it. Well, and that's yeah. the thing. Let's let's be honest. This is a glorified toy commercial. It could be the best toy commercial ever made, but Disney didn't buy this because they well, love Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they they're trying to protect themselves. No. And no, I get it. as much as everybody loves Star Wars, people they remember. need to say, "Look, we know what you didn't like, and we're not doing that." I just think I just would have, have, have done without Hamill laying down the, you know, basically yeah. dissing the other. And, and, and I understand and it, that. it was a little frustrating because I watched the panel, and the and, only and, person that brought up George was Larry Kasdan. Yeah, and he was like, "You have to thank George." Yes, yeah. and he was and, the only one that. Really and and there's no mention in the entire entire panel, no mention that there was ever like three move, like three prequel movies. Oh, Disney yeah. has they're, they're all, like aside from acknowledging that. that the prequels are part. I was going to say they. they no, no, are they've acknowledged that they're in the behind the scenes of one of the minor droids, but from uh, or one of the like pit, one of the pit droids, oh, okay. the class pod race, the ones with like yeah. Kind of little minor head on the head. Ones, yeah. yeah, there was like a shot of one of those in the back. Oh, okay, the really? Yeah. Okay, but 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 when you've got a series going on right now with his rebels, which is kind of you know mixing the Brilliant. two. Yeah, you, you've got to sort of at least acknowledge. Yes, they but are here, but it's really it's bridging Clone Wars in Episode Four. Clone Wars is really also not, is part of. But well, but Clone Wars is is bridge from. I mean, the it's, yeah, it's a generation, a generation, a generation, but it's out. still yeah. right, but it's still there. Like the, the 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 blueprint is still oh, sure. there. And I, don't, not, I don't even care about acknowledging that. I just care about acknowledging the man. And, right. Yeah. And we're we're yeah. treating Lucas like oh, fine. He made three bad movies that you didn't like. Okay. But we're pretending like this isn't his sandbox. And, and one thing I will say also about the panel that I I liked a little bit too is that JJ and Kathleen kind of stepped back a little bit because I think a lot of people are thinking that this. These Star Wars movies, the franchise now is Abrams, and it's not. No. He's been hired to do this one movie, yeah. and that's it. Right? He'll be this probably is, producing this the next two. Well, yeah. who knows? Yeah. But Kathleen, I mean, you know, yeah. Kathleen made it made it clear that this is not JJ's vision. Right? This is not JJ. Like JJ is not in charge of Star Wars. You know, and I I like that because I think a lot of people out there think he is right. You know, a lot of people think that he's the guy when it comes well, to Star Wars. And see, I feel like, and that message has been made clear. And I feel like they they definitely need to pay homage to Lucas and respect him. But I understand just as much as they need to make it clear that this is not a J.J. Abrams joint. They also have to make it clear. We're moving ahead, and this isn't that. But right. I still want to see wipes instead of cuts. Oh, yes. Yes. Sure. yes. yes. And I think we will. Yeah, I, I think we will. Stylistically, the... the no um, lens flares. The anthology, yeah. the anthology movies, which we can get into later, can look however they want to look. Yes. That's fine. Yes. I think Rogue One's going to look like Black Hawk Down or something. You know, I mean, they can, they can look <laughs> Which however they want to look. I'm not super excited about yeah. that concept. They, yeah. they can look however they want to look, but calling it, and we talked about this last time, calling it Episode 7, there's a weight to it. Yes. In my opinion. Yep. And so it needs to fit stylistically 
get formalistic with it. I will. I do think JJ will do that, knowing what we what, what I've seen so far. It looks like yeah, like he that. knows. Yeah. He knows, and yeah. when that's the thing is, regardless of how you, and I am not one that hates the prequels. They need to license the 20th Century Fox logo. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, okay, I'm glad I went and saw that Clone Wars. Movie, yeah, because they had the Warner Brothers. Right, in front of it, it prepared me yeah. to not have the fanfare. Um, it's still but weird. so I, oh, I you're going to get fanfare. It's just going to be the yeah, Disney. Yeah, right. When right. you wish upon a star. Yeah. <laughs> do they um, do that from the Marvel movies? Though? No, they don't. They don't, they don't. No, no, no. no. It's, Mar- it's just Marvel. So, it'll probably, so I wonder we'll, if there'll I, be a new we'll Star get a brand Wars new fanfare. Lucas film logo. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Um, I don't hate the prequels. Uh, there are things I hate about the prequels. I don't defend them. I don't hate the prequels. <laughs> I don't defend them. But, <laughs> no matter... To me, still holds up. Like, that one I really like. Well, no matter what you say about the prequels, stylistically, they fit with the original trilogy. Yeah. They all feel connected visually. The, the, the gimmicks that they use, everything, the storytelling, even phrasing and stuff, like, mm-hmm. they all feel like an extension. They rhyme. And, J- yes, J.J. Yeah. will get that. Yeah, I have no doubt whatsoever he's going to get that's that. What, that's what I'm hoping is that they, uh, you know, uh, can, uh, I said this last time, but Seven has to feel the shadow of Anakin Skywalker hanging over it, or they were why caught episode seven. It, I, I'll tell you yeah. one thing that made me feel so good was seeing. Now, granted, I don't know how you melt Durasteel, but seeing Darth Vader's helmet yes. made oh, me no. feel oh. so good yeah, because yeah. it yeah. indicated. I thought that. the the behind the scenes what it did really well was it was a mix of old and new. So it gave you nostalgia, yep. and it gave you new stuff to be excited about, yeah. you know. And I thought, and, and starting off with the kind of gentle non-Star Warsy music, but the slate, the the movie slates showing you the different scenes um, being shot. Um, they made a point to show you it was being shot on film, and not yeah, film, that's which, interesting. As a film guy, I get, but I find a little pretentious. Well, here's I listened just today. Uh, it's interesting you brought that up. I was listening to Vince Gilligan in an interview talking about shooting Breaking Bad on film yeah. and going to Better Call Saul on Marin and not yeah yeah great I've listened to it yeah great episode yeah. Um, talked about going to Better Call Saul and shooting on video and he didn't want to but their uh, I don't know if it was the DP or who it was wanted them to shoot on video and he was like we can't shoot on video and he's like I'll tell you what I'm going to prepare we're going to shoot some stuff I'll prepare on you know on a red on a Sony, whatever, I don't know all the names of the yeah. digital cameras, but I'm, I'm going to do it on several different cameras, and we'll do one on film. And if you can tell me the difference, if you can pick out the film one, we'll shoot this show on film. And they couldn't do it. Yeah. This is Vince Gilligan. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't pick it out. Yeah. So, Cinema- there are cinematographers. He knows what it looks like. There are cinematographers who can, and there are film people who can. Vince is primarily a writer, mm-hmm. but that goes to show. The average person, the average eye, even right. an eye trained like his, you can't tell the difference. Episode one was shown on film. It was only the second two that were digital. Phantom Menace was shot on film. Um, I, so I thought that moment was a little like, hey, look, we're shooting on film. And I'm like, that doesn't sell me on the story. Right. The <laughs> problem right. wasn't, the problem was the stories. The problem right. was the writing. It wasn't that it was shot digitally. Yeah, yeah. It's because, um, you know, it's about trade agreements and shit. Well, and the point that they made was that if you're shooting on film, it doesn't matter because you're editing it digitally. You're yeah, editing it digitally yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't um, matter. We saw Stormtrooper the Flamethrower. Yes. Which does explain what happened to Owen and Baru. Nice. uh, They did say they did talk about how these movies of physicality were actually out in the desert. Well, that's bullshit. They were in the desert in the prequels too. They went to Tunisia to shoot that stuff. Um, uh, My second favorite moment, other than Hanalei at the end, was all the rebel pilots gathered around the Falcon. 
Is that the return of the solos? There's a shot of where all the rebel, where there's all these oh, rebels and pilots yeah. and the Falcons there. It feels like the Falcons just landed. Yeah, and we're about to see legends. They're about to walk down the plank. Right, yeah. heroes yeah. of the rebellion. Yeah. It felt yeah. like I don't know. If, I mean, they were standing around. It was before they were shooting. Yeah, but it it, it looked like this moment of like we're going to see Han and Chewie like come down this ramp right. or something. Nice. Interesting. Um, and I thought that was really cool. I love Anthony Daniels kind of looking around the set. Yeah, in wonder. And and this is confirmed by the Force Unleashed, Force Unleashed, the Force Awakens Twitter page. Um, Admiral Akbar nine nub masks. Yes, those were not just a random Moncal. Yeah, and Sullivan, the the Twitter feed tweeted it out that it was Akbar and nine. And they're oh, wow. aged. Nice. And they're aged. They yeah. look fantastic. Which still leads me to believe them. Why no Billy D? But okay, nine nub gets to, gets to be in it, but not have, Billy D. Have you guys read the Lando comic yet? I haven't yet. It's my favorite comic book artist though in the world, so I'm excited to read it. Have they explained it's, why Billy D's not going to be in it? I didn't ask him. I, I, didn't even, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I heard some people talking about it actually, and I thought there was like some little rumor that he may be. They're right. Just I don't really I, I, there's also rumors he'll be like eight. Yeah. Right. Until we see it, we don't know. I do time. know that you know Billy's okay. not looking really good, um, yeah. and then not being able to. <laughs> but do but the same could be said good. about. True, but I mean, yeah, but <laughs> but I mean, Billy's really having a hard time moving around and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, he was on. I, I mean, yeah. you know, Michelle and I tune in to Dance with the Stars, and he could not. He well, could not do that. He at is all. still give involved. Him give him a give yeah, him a yeah. give him a droid. I mean, if <laughs> he's, he's still involved with them. He's doing voice work on Rebels. Yeah, he he's still he's still around. Oh, no, yeah, they yeah, haven't he would do it. It's they just, haven't cast him aside. Yeah, no, no they haven't. They haven't. That, um, that is not the. You know, well, I mean, it might make sense if they introduce him into the second one. I mean, yeah, it would. It would I like Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Having him come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. look, I mean, look, I mean, this isn't just a parade of old, you know, the guys. Right. guys we and, and one thing that I liked well, about I hope the, it's not right. One thing. Yeah. Well, one thing I liked about the panel was that it was the first time I really got to know the new guys. The new guys, and I yeah. really liked getting to know them. Yeah. They look. They look solid. I like yeah. them. I can't wait to see what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I've seen most of them in other things. Um, the I only one I've seen any. The only one I didn't know villain, was the uh, the British the guy who made the great joke that he's British, so of course he's a bad guy. Donald <laughs> uh, Gleason, the the, the redheaded guy. I know the name. I mean, I know he was the one. He was on there, and they asked him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Planet, what, yeah. What, what can you say about your character? He says he's evil. Yeah. Like is he really evil? He's like, well, I'm British, so yeah, I'm evil. That's um, great. <laughs> but um, uh, the guy from Attack the Block uh, was really is really good. The Kevin. Um, Poe is it the uh, the, yeah. the stormtrooper guy? Yeah. yeah. Um, he he, and then Gwendolyn Christie, of course, from right. Game of Thrones. I'm very Robert. excited about her. She character. had some really cool things to say about being excited about playing a woman where her physical appearance has nothing to do with it because right. she's an armor. Uh, yeah, a um, woman stormtrooper. I mean, that's just yeah. A um, silver, and I and I love the I love the shots yeah, where they're all standing up, and, and she's know, next right? to Carrie, and there's that. Yeah, yeah. she's really tall, and Carrie's. It's just like what in. Oscar Isaac, uh, really good actor from uh, Inside Blue and Davis, the last Coen Brothers movie. He was in, um, he was just in a movie called The Most Violent Year, which was actually one of the better dramas of last year. Uh, and then he was just in Ex Machina, a uh, great sci fi. I heard that was awesome. That, that, that came out this year. That came out today. came out today. He's a very good actor. Um, and so, so there was a lot of them that I'm familiar with. Uh, so I think they're going to be able to pull it off. That being said, I thought Natalie Portman was a great actress before the prequels. She became one again after, but yeah, you know, so you never know what you never know what you're dealing with. I, I just I, I feel like that was you know the, I, there's some actors that need a good director. Yeah, and yeah. the prequels were not focused or, on getting performances. 
they were focused on moving the story along. I don't right. blame the actors no, for no, any of that. Not a one. No, 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 not one of them. I mean, uh, and the only one you give credit for too is Hugh McGregor because he rose above it. Yes, yeah, he yes. did. Yeah, absolutely, he was totally. I would have never imagined I'd love Obi Wan so much. I know. Yeah, he he totally rose above it. Um, yeah, he's perfect. Obi Wan. I, I mean, yeah, I watched the panel. Uh, one thing I really loved about this Comic Con is that I will ne- probably never go to another one unless my guests. Uh, I got I couldn't handle it anymore. The uh, the moment there is that, was a, is that like a genocide. It wasn't like a genocide. It was, uh, I went many years in a row when I was living in LA. I would go down, and then one year they had a booth for Good Luck Chuck, which was the terrible romantic comedy, comedy with Dane Cook yeah. and Jessica Alba. And I said, What the fuck is this doing here? It's okay, Jessica Alba's here. She's in Sin City. She's in Fantastic Four. Sure. That Fine. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, why is there a booth for this stupid, like, romantic sex comedy here? And every year it got harder. I was lucky I had a professional badge, so I was able to get in for free for, like, four straight years without having to worry about it. It kept getting harder to get in. Hotels kept getting more expensive. And eventually you get to that point where it took you an, ap- an hour and a half to go, you know, two rows over on the on the floor. Right. And then there's also the fact that you're not really... If you pay for a one-day... Say you went, wanted to go see the Star Wars thing, you paid a hundred and something dollars to sit in one room for a day. Right. Because you can't do anything else if yeah. you want to get into that panel, and yeah, one of, one of the scourges of geekdom <laughs> is the queue. Yeah, it's one of the things that geeks do that annoys the shit. I mean, yeah, which is the line yeah. um, is lining up really early for things. Way early, you don't have to do yeah. it, and, and making a mess of things. The cool thing about it is, if you had done that that one day, and you're like, oh, this is cool, you know, I get to see the Star Wars panel. That's cool. Right after the panel, he took everybody to a Star Wars concert. For yeah, leaving Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith. in the auditorium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, like, Kevin Smith had a. He still, right he still had like three or four thousand people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Kevin, Smith, Kevin Smith was the last, I, last thing. Yogaizers. Yeah. yeah, they were going to show the trailer for Yoga. It was more just like an evening with Kevin Smith. Like yeah, yeah. Thing, but, sure, it, but sure. he had his daughter come out. Yeah, had hardly come out and introduced the Yoga Hoses trailer. Yep. Um, and he he mentioned on his he's got a Frasier podcast right now that he does right. with Matt, with Matt Myra, yeah, yeah, about yeah, Frasier. Yeah. And it, they recorded the latest episode before the con and he says, uh, I'm following fucking Star Wars. <laughs> he's like, and I'm following Chris Hardwick. He's like, I'm just following all sorts of juggernauts. I don't know what <laughs> And um I heard him talk about it the day after in the Hollywood Babylon. Oh, did he talk yeah. about Hollywood Babylon? Yeah. And he was he said JJ apologized to him. Did he? He said JJ walked okay, up to him good. like and he was like I am so sorry. I had no idea that you had a panel right after. Yeah, that they scheduled him right after. Yeah, um, and, and just he just watched his entire audience just just walk away. <laughs> I would too. I love Kevin Smith. Yeah, I mean, but I was like, I'm a little surprised Kevin Smith didn't just go. <laughs> he actually said he wanted to. He's like, he was talking about that, and he's like, I he's like, I thought about it. He was like, well, if everybody's going, I just I'll just get to my panel and go because this is awesome. Because like they're like handing out lightsabers to everybody, and they're like. Let's go across the street. And they're like, you get a concert, and you get a concert, and just everybody, like six thousand people, fill in and yeah. Star Wars and concert. Speaking of Kevin Smith, I would recommend at one point there was a bit in the panel where Mark Hamill talked about being a fan and how he's one of us pointing at the crowd, and you know, and if you know anything about him, he actually is a yeah, real, yes, real Kevin Smith has a podcast called Fat Man on Batman. Yes. Go back to episodes two and three. It is a three-hour interview with Mark Hamill. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, it is... I love that podcast. Only part of it is about the Joker. It's about his whole career. They barely touched Star Wars. 
but it's a great retrospective of Hamill's career and how he got to where he's at. Nice. Um, including his time doing Ren Fairs, his time on soap operas, the time David Cassidy left him stranded in West Hollywood. <laughs> All these other great stories. But it's a fantastic, it's the best interview you'll ever hear with Mark Hamill. That's because awesome. they know each other from Jan Silent Bob Strike right. Back. So yeah. They have kind of a friendly relationship. Star Wars comes up once or twice, but it's mostly about you know, his relation to Batman and playing the Joker and everything. But the Giver. Really, but you will. But, but do they talk about the Giver? No, they don't talk about the Giver. Oh, um, damn it! But it's mostly about his. You know, but it's 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 a it's a two parter. It's three full hours of them just talking, and more than anything, what you get is that sense that like what we feel about Star Wars, he felt about Car Fifty Four, right? And things like that, right. stuff yeah. like his youth, and he understands it completely. And there have been times in his life, I think he's been bitter. He's been a little grumpy about just being Luke Skywalker. There How could you not be? There have been times where I think that's affected him negatively. Yeah. But he just gave a really kind of impassioned little bit during this panel um, that I think is worth checking out that interview. Yeah. Um, it's episodes awesome. two and three of Fat Man on Batman. They're really good. I love so it. Once, you, once you're done listening to this yes, one. Yes. Uh, don't, don't flip uh, it. I'll send sure this one first. Sure and, and, you know, Mark Hamill's coming on soon, so. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. totally. That's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's, he'll be calling in anytime. Yeah, uh, him and Eliza yeah. Yeah. What about What about <laughs> him on The Flash, man, as the trickster? Yeah. I thought he killed Yeah, that. Yeah, coming back. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. And I love the little callbacks they do. Now, was that was that Harrison's first time at Comic-Con? No, he was there for Cowboys and Aliens. Okay, well, so it's it's his first real time. Well, a friend of mine, <laughs> uh, the guy who did like the sky was his assistant uh, on Cowboys and Aliens, so he was actually off stage then oh, when that happened. So very cool. That was a big deal when, nice. he, when he got there. But he is just so like, I mean, he comes on and he just, I like he's that. a man of a few words, but when he does talk, it, so he surprised. just nails it. I'm so surprised that he hates science fiction. Absolutely. <laughs> he hates science fiction. Yeah. He's, the, he's the opposite of Mark Hamill. I yeah, mean, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. He's like, I don't understand any of this. I look out and I don't, I don't get this it. Is, I just, this is a future episode I want to do. Um, obviously can't get into it tonight. But at some point, I want to talk about Cowboys and Aliens. Well, no, yes. please, not cre- there. Creators who <laughs> who disavow previous works. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting topic. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we uh, do an entire episode about how Stephen King is wrong about every adaptation of his movies, <laughs> or most of them at least. I, I, we, yeah, we can do that. No, we no. can do that. How Stephen fact, King I'm does not make, know movies better than Stanley Cooper. I'm going to make notes about <laughs> both of those. Yeah. Oh, um, masterpiece. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the rest of the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. I don't honestly, I don't know how much information we really got about anything else. Yeah. They officially yeah. announced the Han Solo anthology I want, film. I don't no. want spoilers. I don't want. Um, no, 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 no. no, no, no we're not. Uh, one thing I would like to point out the panel: uh, Mark, Carrie, and Harrison hugging. Yeah, that's sorry. awesome. Man. Yeah, sorry. Do you mean Bill the Cat? Bill the Cat. Well, that <laughs> just the three of them on stage together. It never happened at Comic Con. Um, Super cool. That's yeah. just remarkable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Han Solo movie is official. Uh, they have directors for it. Um, and everything is awesome, from what I hear. <laughs> exactly. And I guess they're hoping everything will be awesome. Um, uh, I've long been on record saying I'm not a huge on the idea. Yeah. Simply because who do you, you cast? And and I'm not, you know. I think we should all yeah, be, be careful cast, about huh? going back. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And we talked about this last time. How originally they said it was going to be a new post Return of the Jedi continuity, but that's out the window. And I'm having to realize I'm just going to have to jettison my entire expanded universe knowledge and just go with whatever they give me. Yeah. Because now they're going because Rogue One's going back, and now Han Solo yeah. movie's going back. Right. 
And the rumor, the other, the rumor is the other anthology film is Kenobi. Yeah. Really? That's a rumor. It's not confirmed. Which is not. It's not. I don't feel like it's necessary. But at the same time, a Ewan McGregor Kenobi movie would be awesome. If it's Ewan, yes, I would. No, he would have to. He said he'd do it. Yeah. But I'm on board with that. But yeah, how? Yeah. When when is that? When are we fitting this in before he's too old? Like when is Kenobi happening? What is he doing? He's cleaning up the rest of the rest of the. Yeah, as far as Rogue One, I would, I, you know what, I would, I would watch that. Yeah. <laughs> just two and a half hours of him killing Sam people. Like, yes. I actually, I wanted yes. to do a story for a long time that would be about the first time Ben met Luke because it's implied in the movie they've met before. Sure, and, yeah. And how, and the idea would be that Obi Wan would have uh, Anakin's lightsaber in his robe the whole time, but. By the end of the story, he realizes he's not ready to give it to him. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, he goes back and puts it in the case. You could play off the Lawrence of Arabia thing, though, with Kenobi. <laughs> Kenobi on <laughs> Yeah. 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 Let's give, give, this, give the a new Allegheny's uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Let's look, at, uh, let's look at Rogue One. Yep. Um, I am a huge, huge fan of the Rogue Squadron yeah. books. Oh, so yeah. Michael Stackpole, Michael Aaron Stackpole, Alston. Yeah. Um, who else? He few, passed away. A few different... I, yeah, I know. Yeah. And that was heartbreaking because... Yeah. Uh, it's, it, and, uh, you they know, both were a great Starfighter comic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the comic books and the novels. The, yeah. all, all the Rogue Squadron and Wraith Squadron stuff. Just fantastic. And again, ones that I waited to read because I was afraid they would be a little too military-oriented for me. Yeah. And they're not. They're fun. They're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we're getting... Rogue One, which should be that kind of thing, but it doesn't look like that's what they're going to give no, us. They're making a war movie, and and I don't know that I it, it Star Wars, you know, Empire. People talk about how heavy Empire Strikes Back is, uh, and their heavy themes and heavy things happen, but overall, it's still a light sci-fi movie. It's also the funniest. It, yes, just yeah, like being the darkest, full yeah. of jokes. Yeah, yep. I don't want. Heavy, edgy, gritty. St- I don't want a Warner Brothers Star Wars movie. But that's why Smith wanted the anthology films, and, and they can do it in a different style. And yeah, that's why it doesn't that that aspect of it doesn't bother me as much. No, um, because these are going to be the one shots. They're going to be films that are. What does bother you? There's got to uh, be something. Uh, I don't know anything about it. Except for the general outline. Yeah, we were like, who's um, directing this one? Do they have anybody? They've got a director, right? Well, isn't it Gareth? Yeah, Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Godzilla. Godzilla. Which, uh, which gives me hope, because... See, that that's uh, one thing I have known against. I did. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't see an X-Wing until the last eight minutes of the movie. Exactly. Exactly. But the heroes will be exactly where they need to be. <laughs> at all times. Every time. single moment. Yeah. Well, they kind of need to be. Yeah. This is important. No, we got to get those Death Star um, plans. No, my, only, my problem with it is... One, personal, because it is going against established continuity, and again... But that's well. That goes out the window now. Like I said, that's part of that process. But that's the thing is, and, and we talked about this. But the expanded universe was was never canon. We no. all knew that it would get thrown out the window as soon as they decided to do something else. It was sold to us by Lucasfilm. So there was a sense of they did sell an encyclopedia that I, I, said it was all always felt like that was disingenuous. The rule was always George could override, right? You know, and, so, and, and that's what's happening now. Is if it's live action, it overrides with everything. And we saw over and again where he did override, and not only overrode it, but just had no consideration for it because there were times in Clone Wars where they directly opposed expanded universe stuff, and they didn't have to. They could have found other ways to tell the story, and, and they just didn't give a shit. Yeah. So, that, so I don't feel bad about once Disney. Once I get past that, 
I don't know enough about it. There's rumors Vader's going to be in it. Yeah, I've, I've heard Which that. Which is interesting. That'll be cool. Uh, and the fact that we have cool. James Earl Jones doing Vader on Rebels yeah. means that chances are we He'll get be doing it, Vader's yeah. voice. Yeah, so that, you know, I, I'm not, I don't know, I don't know enough about it. I'm sure. more concerned about the Han movie. I'm um, very concerned. I think about the Han that. might be Han and Fett. Well, and that's one of the things I saw, and I, I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. Yeah. I'm okay with the Boba Fett movie. But you, yeah, yeah, I'd love the Boba Fett Very cool. But you have to look my philosophy. Boba Fett movie needs to be the Terminator. Yeah. Uh, we need to have characters that we like, and, this, and he's just a he's the machine. Yeah. Yeah. He's the Terminator. Yeah. Stop. Um, I, I can't remember if, if we talked about this before we started recording or, or what, but I wanted to say the, one, the first casting rumor that I heard I actually quite liked uh, was Aaron Paul for Han Solo. Yeah. And it's interesting, and it's it different, is and I could see him it's not, doing that. Like you said, it's not Chris Pratt, so that's good. Yeah, right. I like Chris Pratt, but holy crap. Right. He's Give enough. Him. Give the guy a break. I I love Aaron. I love, I love Aaron Paul. Yeah, I can see him doing it, but... You don't think he's the best for it? Maybe. I think I don't, that, I don't think the best person for it. I don't think we know them. That's the thing. Has well, yeah, that's a good point. The ideal. Yeah, because I want to be no. expecting them yeah. to say bitch the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ideal is an unknown, right? Yeah, yeah. But Lucas tried that. And yeah, right. We got Aiden Christensen, who's yeah. a, a decent actor, but was terrible. And, well, you know, I mean, and that's the thing is you've got to get an, get an unknown because uh, Harrison Ford was an unknown, but he had that spark. Yeah. You've got to find that spark. That's yes. the important thing. Hamill was unknown. Fisher was known because of her parents, and that was it. And right. Like, they were all fresh faces. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to convince me that this is young Harrison Ford, and it's not River Phoenix. Yeah. Then, oh, and, ah, yeah. Then you have <laughs> to... Good callback. River Phoenix would now be older than Harrison yes. Ford was when he first played Solo, though. Yeah, so he, he would, could have uh, been now. Yeah. So it's... It's a fine line. I mean, I wonder, I mean, I guess it'd probably be, the only way I can see a movie, a Han Solo, like young Han Solo movie, is it's gotta be small. It's gotta be a heist film. It's gotta be a, a mist, you know, like a film noir or something, you know, like, yeah. that, you know, it can be a big epic. It can't yeah. be the end yeah. of the world. Right. Yeah. You know, it's gotta be his stakes. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. which, which is, is fully appropriate. Do because I'm tired of end of the world. I'm tired of everything being the end of the world. Like, we've talked about this. Well, he, he's, yeah. he's just a smuggler. Yeah. Right. And, and if some end of the world yeah. shit happened, I would assume that he would have brought it up in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way. I saved the world like, just a couple I weeks ago. I saved the universe yeah. a couple of times yeah. now. You don't know this. There was another situation. I'm totally excited. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Which was one of the issues yeah. with the expanded yeah. universe. I don't know why you're having such a hard time with Vader, man. I, <laughs> yeah. I killed three Sith Lords back when I was running the Kessel Run. I didn't get this at all. <laughs> and again, it turns out there were like thousands of Sith. Yeah. Once upon a time. It's, it's yeah. interesting. I don't know. So it would have to be a small movie, uh, like I said, akin to maybe like the Dread, the last Dread movie. Sure, where yeah. it's it's not a huge deal. It's just a little self-contained story. Yeah. Well, the only reason to but do people might be disappointed with that because they're going to see a Star Wars movie and they're going to want big stuff. Yeah. Well, here's the thing though: if you nail the character and you get the right person to play the character, people are going to be happy that they're watching Han Solo. It won't really matter what he's doing. Lord's Kazan will probably write. And that's the uh, that fantastic. That's, I mean, that's, that's the only reason to do a Han Solo movie yeah. is to explore that character. And it's not Falcon, even about what he's doing. To have the Falcon flying around, and do they do him and Chewie meeting? They have to. Do they do they that? Have to. That's something that's never been dramatized ever. I feel like that would almost that's, have to that's happen. been one yeah. of those sacrosanct moments that's never been dramatized. Yeah. And and I don't we know, know if, the story and it's been right. alluded to, but it's never been dramatized. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if you want it. Yeah. 
Because uh, it, it, I don't think it can ever have the impact of what's in our heads. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to stop them from trying it, maybe, though. Sure, I mean, but they'll try it. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't... And, yeah. and really, here's the bottom line, is is whatever they do, as of right now, we have to have faith that Disney, like I said, wants to sell toys. Yeah. They're going to take good care of this property. That's why I was immediately on board with them buying it, is because they want to take care of this thing. They want to maintain it for the next... Several centuries, you know. I think the the, the you know when they I start got, putting out crap, that's not going to happen. Right. When the sale happened, I was upset, but someone just pointed out to me, look at Marvel and look at Pixar, and just yeah. have to hope that they keep to that same model. Right. Doing Marvel, Pixar, they at least put out quality stuff, which is keeping them self-contained units that are just under the umbrella of Disney. Right. And yeah, I mean it. it I don't know. It's just I, I, it's just hard to wrap your head around them. Han Solo movie without hair support. It's just it's, it's impossible really to hard hard around it. To, to, to I, I don't like the idea of them talking about rebooting Indiana Jones. Like Indiana Jones is like religion to me. I love Indiana Jones. And for them to be rebooting All three of them. Just drives me crazy. All three movies. Yeah. Um yeah, they God. I, I just and I, Chris I don't know. Pratt again. Right. And he would be fantastic by the way. Yeah. He would be I know. thoroughly enjoyable I know that, and, but, and a good time and everything. But and he is I mean, I sorry. love him as like a major. He's a major movie star. For his Absolutely. own sake, though, I don't want us to get overpraturated. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just coined that. Nice. <laughs> Feel free to use it. That might be a dad joke. It is. No, it's totally. That's, that's, that's a dad joke. All I tell her dad jokes okay, okay, by default. Okay. Fair um, yeah, I think you also don't want him to become Shia. So right. Oh, Buff was the hottest thing for. And like like I said earlier, this is before recording. If this had been several years ago, around the time Transformers came out, they did a young Han Solo movie. He would have been the first choice. I yeah. guarantee it. Yeah, they would have gone to him because yeah. that's the thing. I, the only way I can see it is a ten year search for the perfect unknown. <laughs> yeah, find him when he's eight. Start <laughs> developing him <laughs> and then hire him to be take, Han him, Solo. take him to the Disney bunker and yeah. raise him to be Han Solo. <laughs> and I, and you know me, I've, I've read all the books. I've read all the comics. But, and, and so, I'm, I guess this is hypocritical, but there's part of me that's like, doesn't want to demystify some things. Yeah. You know? And I like meeting Han as this. As just a hard ass. Smoky. Yeah. yeah. He could smoke, but smoky guy in this bar, you know, out for himself, mercenary, that his past is his past. And well, his past catches up to him. With Jabba and Lando and all that stuff. Here's the it's thing. It's like Halloween, when they gave us too much backstory on Michael Myers. They ruined the scare. Yeah, and that's that's exactly how I. Well, those were different. Those were different kinds of movies, though. Oh, the, I, I, yeah. I appreciate those in an entirely different way. I don't. I don't even really think of that as Michael Myers. When I think of Michael Myers, I still think of Austin John Myers. Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm well, I was going to say. I was going to say. I was going to say the love guru, but yeah, the love. You know, talking about giving someone too much backstory. It can ruin it. It's well, not necessarily a good thing. You know, I don't need to know where everybody came from because, you know, it can cheapen it sometimes. Well, and here's the thing, though. We don't necessarily, like, when we leave Han after the Solo movie, he really doesn't have to be any different. You know, we can we can have more adventures with Han Solo. We can watch him do more things. 
but it doesn't necessarily have to show his childhood or no, why I'm he is who he is or any of that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the Han Solo. If it's a full-on origin, I don't want to... I mean, I will will see it, but I I don't think that's necessary. And there's plenty of... The Expanded Universe did did two different Han Solo adventures types trilogies. Yeah, the Brian Daly books and then the the later actual... Well, they did... just more adventures. No, they did... Well, they did the Imperial Imperial Academy stuff. That's right. Yeah, 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 that's right. All the way from when he was a kid. But it worked. It was good. Yeah. It was good. I wouldn't want to see that as a It's a race by Rogue One. Yeah. Because in that series, his girlfriend is the one that steals the planets. Yeah, that's right. So actually, that that goes out the window anyway. But, um... Yeah, but the John, the original Brian Daly, right? Yeah. Uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah Brian okay. Daly books um, uh, were were really good, and they were pure sci-fi because it was before Star Wars had before Timothy's on. It was before Star Wars became a thing again. It was right. just kind of they don't even say Star Wars on them. Actually, if you go back, to no, they don't. Just, they just say Han Solo's Revenge, Han Solo, and the Lost Legacy, yep. and Han Solo at Star's End. Right? Yeah. They just say that. That's they're in the font, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're there in the font. They don't say Star Wars. Right. It wasn't until the nineties where they yeah, when they reprinted in a, book, them. in a book that they put yeah. Star Wars on. Yeah, it. just like the, the Lando books. Yeah, the Lando's were the same way. That's right. Uh, Lando Calrissian in the Star Cave of Thon Baca, I believe, is one of something them. like that. The Mind Harp of <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism. The Mind Harp of Sharu. <laughs> I think is the other. And the mind harp is definitely part of it. And uh, I don't remember the last one. I could go grab them out of the other. Yeah, room right no, now. No, I've, I've but, read them uh, all. And they're tight yeah. little late seventies, early eighties sci-fi books. Yes, they're not very Star Warsy. Actually, if you go back and read them. No, which is the point you bring up about the anthology stuff is them being a different tone, and and yeah. that's it. It opens it up for different kinds of storytelling, and I think that's probably a good thing because just they're putting out one of these movies a year. Yeah, yeah. So we we they're gonna have to break it up a little bit. No, and they, and they are, and they're gonna make they have more anthologies planned. You know, from from what I gathered, I don't know if this is right or not, but like it's gonna be like seven, then like one of the anthology movies, then eight, and then one of the anthology movies. Which I kind of like that format. You know, that way it's like every year you got a Star Wars. If, movie if they're determined, if they're determined to give us more Star Wars. Then they probably should. Then, oh, that's, yeah. then that's the way to do it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. I just don't know. I is, you know how big I, I am into this. Yeah. And I'm still worried I'm going to burn out on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's and that's yeah. a legitimate concern. As much as this is a dream for me, <laughs> yeah. I just I feel like I, I I'm already getting that. I, I still are. I'm not tired of Marvel movies, but my eyelids are getting a little heavy. Well, yeah. And think about. I'm right there with you. Think about for the past. 35 years, 38 For those years. of you who have been alive that long, yeah. some of us are young. Think about basically your entire <laughs> life, how happy you've been with the amount of Star Wars that you've had. For the first 20 years of your life, you had six hours of Star Wars, you know, give or take some, mm-hmm. some Ewok movies and whatever else. Holiday special. Right. Yeah, <laughs> come on, you can take that. Um, and, and, and we're pretty happy with that. We always wanted more, but it was kind of nice to want more. And then we got the books and stuff. And that the was Marvel great. comics, which yep. were not good, but they were, they were Star Wars still. So. Um, and, and, and again, you know, now we're looking down the barrel of, a new Star Wars movie every year for the rest of our lives, potentially. But from 92 to 99, we had the Expanded Universe blow up. Yeah. Um, and we had, you know, a resurgence of Star Wars that I think helped 
make the prequels happen. And, well, sure, and as we discussed before, the expanded universe belonged to us. Yeah, it was the geek. That wasn't it was everybody. It wasn't everybody. That was everybody had seen Star Wars. Right. But how many people? But you, you, the average person on the street hasn't read it. The we were the cool few <laughs> who who yeah. knew. You're the not names making air quotes. You're not making air quotes around cool, but I still no. Them. Um, yeah, <laughs> there, there is that. Yeah, no. I thought I was cool, yeah, but I, mean, I understand. Dark Empire and Heir to the Empire and that stuff where the people who never wanted to leave got to stay and and play around in the world. And yeah. Lucas always said he wanted to create a universe that people could play around in. He always said that, so that's why I'm not. I'm okay with these movies in that sense because he always said he wanted to create a world that people would. It just turned out he never wanted it to be his life. Right. He's an exper- He was an experimental filmmaker. He never wanted it to be his life. But he was smart enough to run with it when it happened. Yeah. Well, yeah. money will do that. All right. I think uh, I think we've covered as much as we can cover. Uh, any final thoughts? Well, I'm sure everybody's got some kind of. I, I feel like. This was, and, and again, this is coming from my my toy experience as well. This was a massive year for Comic Con. I feel like the last few years have been a little underwhelming. Yeah, you know, watching from home. I've yeah. never been. I probably never will be because yeah. I can't imagine. Like you were talking about, if you want to do it's anything, it's going to take your day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think Jesse Eisenberg said it best <laughs> when he said it was like, um, I have no interest in participating. Just for the record, I have no interest in participating in a genocide. <laughs> I'm not going to make it out there, but I watched from home, and this year felt like... Felt huge. Uh, yeah, it really felt like there was a lot of big stuff, you know, in toys and in movies. Uh, we, we got to see some really... The trailers that we saw were things that I was very curious about to see more. Things that, uh, like all the Warner Brothers stuff, where I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about any of this. And I saw trailers that got me excited. And yeah, they brought up a couple of things that maybe I wasn't crazy about. But overall, my enthusiasm is still there. I'm still ramped up. I'm still excited about this stuff. Um, and, and I felt like it was a good year. And, and it was definitely focused more, even with... The, the slightly uh, muted Star Wars presence, it was still a big Star Wars year. Ah, yeah. yeah, I don't, yeah. I know people think it was muted. I didn't feel it was muted simply because they were all there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I felt like it was muted because I know we're getting more very soon. Yeah, it, it, they're saving yeah, the yeah. good stuff for their thing. There's and that's fine. They should. Yeah. They totally should. Yeah. Mike, what do you, what do you feel? Um, but, you know, um, not being there, um, and, and you usually are. Yeah. Uh, this, well, the last time I was, you know, it's been two years now. This is, oh, okay, uh, okay. So 2013 was the, you know, I'm still recovering from 2013. <laughs> uh, I'll probably be ready to go back in maybe 2018. Sure. Uh, sure. That's um, the truth. But, uh, <laughs> and it's interesting because, you know, as big as it is, it's now the second largest uh, attended con- convention in the country. Uh, New York is now officially over. Uh, oh, I didn't uh, know that. They, wow. they capped it at 130,000. At San Diego, and New York's now at 150. Wow! Jeez. So, so yeah, it's now the uh, it's now the baby of the bunch, <laughs> but it's the well the most well known, and sure. it's still you know the place where to be. And 
I'll like you said, I'll never go if I'm an attendee. Uh, I'll go just to work it, but it's different because it's a different experience. Because when I'm working it, I don't get to see what's going on in the hall. Right, you're not get, worried about. I don't know what the news is until I look on my phone that right. night, you know, or something. So all the amazing news that comes out, it's kind of nice to watch it, you know, the way social media does now, and just play out and see all these people having fun, having a good time, all these announcements, that kind of thing. It's it's uh, it's still a fun weekend to watch. Probably one of the most fun things to do as far as conventions and and, and watching that Just way. being in that atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, we love Dragon Con. Absolutely. Yeah. Dragon yeah. Con is my favorite convention to go to every yeah. year. And, it, you know, I don't see that ever changing, despite how fact that, that gets bigger and bigger. But it, it, Dragon Con is not fun to watch on the sidelines. <laughs> no. yeah, Nobody Con. follows Dragon yeah. Con. You don't, you, don't, you don't scan through your Instagram images and go, "Man, that's really this is really fun." I'm you know? there, and I can't follow Dragon Con. <laughs> exactly. So uh, you know, it's a different kind of experience. Sure. So um, and and they didn't disappoint. The lots of trailers, lots of panels. I like the fact that the panels are now accessible to us uh, to watch, and they're professionally done. Yeah. Uh, they look really yeah. good. Um, so thank you for, for that. I think it, it, you know, they, they finally understood, hey, not the whole world can't fit in the whole age. Well, and not, <laughs> and not only that, but we, you know, we're doing this thing to promote this thing. Why, Why not take advantage yeah. of that? Yeah. Right. Why limit yeah. it? Yeah. I, yeah. And they don't show the clips and everything on those panels, but because they can't, but, right. you know, I think they'll get around that pretty soon. I, I don't expect this whole leak thing to I, happen I, very I often guess anymore. there's some sense of like, you know, it being like exclusive to some of the people that are there, which I guess is kind of cool. But like, I, I think the trailers they need to just put out, you know? Yeah, and they, look, they, they the experiences there. Up. Look, I mean, we got to all watch it on YouTube, seeing you know yeah. the three. But if you're in that room, seeing it for the first you, time, you're you're in that room. Right. Now, there's going to be about. 15,000 people that are going to say they were in that room. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I was the in the room when they announced six. the title of episode three. <laughs> I was in the room when Steve Sansweet announced the title. Oh, yeah, wow. Three. That's very So, cool. you know, yeah, I've had those moments of Dragon right. at yeah. Comic-Con. And, and, and that's and why you, celebration right. things like that. And I don't think you would have been deterred if someone said, we're going to show this to everybody online. No, I was going to mention that. I think the fact that coming off just E3 a couple weeks ago as well, where with E3 you can now watch... All of the presentations online. Yeah, yeah and um, I watched those. That was yeah, really with cool. Comic Con, yeah. the fact that I was able to before I came here go watch the Star Wars panel, which I was definitely not at, but go on YouTube and watch the entire thing. I, that is great, and it makes it very accessible. And it's really and, cool. And you're right; it's just smart promote. Why hide this stuff? From yeah, yeah. When we're trying to promote it. Uh, the one thing I would say, and I mentioned before, speaking of watching the panels, I just have one quick recommendation: to watch the. Uh, Dark Horse's um, An Afternoon with Joss Whedon panel that they mm, did. Yeah. Flew under the radar. Nobody watched it. Uh, but he was given the Icon Award for Dragon Con that's gone to like Gene Roddenberry and George Lucas and Frank Miller and all these people. But it's a really interesting... Uh, Joss did this way before Avengers. They would just book a room for him for an hour and he'd just talk and answer questions. Uh, and he's one of the few guys that can book, fill a room doing that. You know, him, Kevin Smith, a couple guys like that. Yeah. And um, it was a really interesting thing because he seemed really battle-worn after these Avengers movies. I think he got unfairly maligned this year for certain things that were not true. Mm -hmm. um, and it seems like he's willing, he's, re he's ready to take a step back home. 
he does he can't say anything. He, he's announced a comic book he's doing, but he can't uh, he can't say some of the other projects he's working on. But he's definitely going to be diving back into TV or internet series or something like that. Um, but it was really good to see him. He's gained some of his weight back, you know. I mean, he looked totally looked like a supermodel. I, I don't like non-pudgy Joss. I don't mean to be pudgy. <laughs> it I makes me no sad. I just don't want to worry about it. I just don't. Right. I don't want to feel like his mother and tell him to have a sandwich. Yeah, right. Um, but he's a man who I admire a lot, and who is has been an unbelievable ambassador for this lifestyle for, for yeah. comics and for, for geek stuff and movies and everything and and, um, and as the creator of my favorite television show of all time I just and the writer that I most try to emulate when I every time I sit down to write uh, I just think it's worth a watch just to see you know what maybe the next phase is going to be for him and to give him a little bit of respect because it, I didn't even know he did one until I was looking around today wow um, that's awesome and uh, yeah, and out. I admire the man so much so and he's been He's an important force, uh, and even when Comic Con was on the not the low end, but he's been there all the time. He's right. been the king of Comic Con, you know. And he said, as he says in the panel, he's like, "I'm just a writer." He's like, "I shouldn't be up here acting like a rock star. I'm not going to stop, <laughs> but I shouldn't be." Um, right. So I, I, I recommend that. But uh, besides that, yeah, I mean, I haven't been to the con in a long time. Uh, I I can't imagine going back anytime soon. So it is nice to be able to watch these panels. When I was there, I never saw these panels because I wanted to walk the show, the dealer's yeah. floor. You don't want to spend six yeah. hours. I saw I saw some panels, but I wanted to watch the dealer's floor. Yeah. Like the longest thing I ever did is Terry and I waited for the Buffy sing along to go watch Once More Feeling with the Buffy sing along. <laughs> we waited a while for that, but that's the last time I remember waiting through like three panels. So. I've stopped going to panels with Dragon Con altogether because you just can't get into them unless I'm presenting a panel. I haven't been to one in several years. So yeah, I imagine Comic-Con's got to be 50 times worse. And, than and that's the thing. That's why I can't imagine going out there. Is I, I wouldn't. I, I, I can't stand it. Like you said, I can't compete with people who show up Thursday night for a Saturday panel. Yeah. I, I can't. No, I'm not going to. No, no I'll, I'll I, roll I into a panel that starts at, at noon at, like, you know, 10 of, and I can't even peek my head in the door. So I'm like, I'm just going to go drink more. Right. The good news <laughs> you know, is it's nearly impossible to get a ticket. So <laughs> yeah, it's not a concern anyway. Ryan, what are your, uh, or Nicole? Any, any? Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> well, what are you uh, excited about? Evil Dead, right? I'm excited about Evil Dead. I'm, yeah. I'm a horror geek so much. I mean, like, I love all the comic book stuff, but my knowledge is, horror. is horror geek. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm so, so that, that much... Wall, that wall back there is I, I am like, I, I want to steal <laughs> all of your belongings back here. Um, so, for me, Evil Dead, I am, like, I haven't had cable in, like, seven or eight or nine Good years. Good for you. Um, and I actually was like, well, maybe I need to get cable. I could get cable on the <laughs> stars and then I could watch it. I, I, like, that actually was a consideration for a while. Like, I would pay for cable. I, I am. I'm just gonna buy the series on PlayStation Network. I'm like quivering until I get to see it. I'm super excited. The Evil Dead is one of my favorite franchises yeah. Uh, of, yeah. of like my ten favorite franchises. Yeah. I, like I'm, I, I love it. So I, 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 did, I dressed up as female Ash uh, a couple years ago at Dragon Con. Um, yeah, love it. Sexiest costume I ever saw at Comic Con was a female Han Solo. I can see Indeed, that. Like original vest. 
yeah, chick comic. version of a dead character you. is a it really was, fun thing. It, and, and, and honestly, there's not things. there's not a whole lot. <laughs> you know, unless you're like a size zero, there's not a whole lot of of cosplay. Right, right. You know, especially in horror, like there's not that many female characters that are readily recognizable right. for the cosplay, other than like Frankenhooker, which I will do someday. But other than that, there's not a lot of chicks. Like, be one of those ghost usually, girls from the ring. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Just crawl across the floor. <laughs> like, oh, I'm like I'm a chicken jeans and a t-shirt. You Walk know? Up oh, to the TVs and... you know, there's not that many. Yeah. So. Maybe we'll cross over. Yeah. So I, you like the gender bend? Moving <laughs> on. Um, I mean, I two things have remained constant through like out my entire life from being a like a kid to now. I am, well, three things, actually, and that's what's so big about all of this, is, like, I've always been obsessed with Star Wars. Like, it's just, like, I, I saw Return of the Jedi first, actually, and I was just hooked from then on out. I've always loved Star Wars. Um, I've always been into horror, and I've always been into Evil Dead as one of the first, like, friend, which is crazy. I was, like, a kid watching these on VHS. But, like, I loved him. Me and my dad would watch our... Well, that's what I was going to say is your dad was into the stuff. Yeah, my so dad... You, you had a good it. portal early exactly. on. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and my dad's just a huge horror nut. Like, he was in one of our music videos. He gets his guts ripped out in the video. Like, it's pretty he, awesome. He loves it. So, like, I had, you know, like, he brought me up on Star Wars. He brought me up on Evil Dead. And then I've always been, like, I've always read comics and I've always read a lot of things, but I've always been very much into DC comics. Like, and that's just, I don't know why... But the Justice League and, like, those characters I've always just loved. Like, I love the whole, like, these are gods, you know. These are these are not just men, you know. And, like, right. I, I love the, the largeness of everything. And, you know, so I'm a big DC Comics fan. So, like, all this stuff that came out, I was just, like, my head was exploding. I was like, oh, my God. Batman and Superman are fighting. He ripped off the doors of the Batmobile. Holy crap. There's the Joker and this. And here's Star Wars. Like, it was just, it was, like, sensory <laughs> overload. And then... To have the Evil Dead thing too, it was just—it was awesome. So, and there was nothing that I saw that I was like, "This is just crap." Like yeah. everything was cool. Even like, the Man the from future, Uncle looks fun. Future, no, man, actually, I know we didn't get to talk the about Man from, from Uncle. Uncle does look very good. Actually. Man from Uncle looks fun. Goosebumps looks fun. Yep. Yeah, a Goosebumps couple movies looks like that fun. weren't on my radar at all that look entertaining. Yeah, yeah, least, yeah. You know, and I'm know. excited to see Henry Cavill and someone else because I, I mean, oh boy, so am I. But that's for yeah. <laughs> I there's a future for Wonder Woman that in a couple of years we're going to be talking about what because I am yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. I was raised on Wonder Woman yeah yeah, yeah. I mean like Linda yeah, her Carter Wonder slamming Woman slamming her bracelets yeah. together and knocking everything down I, was like, I mean looks awesome it's like about, that that was my hero it's been has way always been my hero it's yeah. been way too long since forgetting a Wonder Woman movie yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's yeah. not just Wonder Woman that's DC I have a Wonder Woman DC is mishandled Wonder Woman over the years so alright well guys thank you so much for coming out coming all the way out to the fam zone to uh, sit down and talk about Comic-Con. We didn't hit on, uh, we barely, we didn't even talk about comic Can I get books. a voucher for my uh, air travel? Uh, yes, you get a voucher <laughs> for your air travel. We will validate your parking, and uh, there is pizza upstairs still, so uh, we'll take care of you on that note, that too. Uh, let everybody put over your stuff, Twitter, Facebook, projects, whatever you got. Uh, Ryan, let's start with you this time. Um, yeah, so uh, check out my band, The Casket Creatures. Um you know, you can check us out on Facebook. And, and you just I, finished writing a song about things, right? 
actually, we talked about that, and we're trying to find, and I want some help from you, trying to find the perfect sample to open the song. We'll make that happen. Okay, yeah, because we got, there's so many good quotes, we gotta pick a good one. But yeah, uh, I'm in a horror punk band called The Casket Creatures, uh, check us out. We're gonna be really busy here soon, cause, you know, October's just right around right. the corner, so we'll be really busy. Uh, I'm doing some other stuff too, uh, my metal band, Grayskull, has a show, uh, August 29th. And we'll be promoting that. That's in Gainesville, Georgia, at the Mule Camp Tavern. Uh, but that's the only big things on my radar right now. And where can we find you online? Uh, uh, Grayskull has like zero web presence at the moment. Like, it's Cast a re- Creatures on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Cast Creatures on Facebook. Reverb uh, Nation. Reverb Nation. Yeah, Reverb Nation. We're on there. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. All the social media stuff. Um, the only thing we don't have is like the legit web Friendster. Yeah, we don't have a Friendster. Yeah. Awesome. Nicole? I, I don't have any service. We can find you at horror conventions all yes, around the southeast. I'm just a fangirl. Just hanging There's out. There's nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, no, I don't I don't make anything or do anything. I watch a lot of things. You did Dragon we'll, Con we'll panels. We'll change that. I do Dragon Con panels. Oh, um, no. I, I, uh, so we can find you at Dragon Con. Yes. Do you know you're, anything you're doing this year yet? Um, I, we are doing a Dragon Con panel this year. I'm not 100% sure what it's going to be. In the past, we've... Done some panels under the name of Omega Tactical, which is something we sort of made up. But we do some panels mostly about um, on the AR track, the Apocalypse Rising. Yeah, yeah. As and soon as you said Omega Tactical, I knew what you were talking about. Did you see any of my That's panels? how in Dragon Count I am. Okay. <laughs> we've, we've been there for the last few years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's mostly like preparedness, post-apocalyptic right. preparedness stuff. I, I uh, am a public servant... Yeah, so I know stuff about preparedness. Right, right. <laughs> so, so cool. Check out the Apocalypse Rising track. Absolutely. Yeah, Con. we'll we'll at least have some sort of a presence there this year. We may only do one panel, but if we, it's going to be very interesting and it's going to be relatively controversial. Oh, um, we're, we're throwing it together some some topics that definitely haven't been discussed at Dragon Con. Um, on some interesting ways to deal with the coming apocalypse. Well, if personally, if, if you as wanna, far as preparing for it and keeping your body going in like the first few days after the apocalypse, right? Yeah. Well, if if you and some of the other apocalypse rising folks want to come on the show and talk about it before Dragon Con, we'll do that. Absolutely, that'd be awesome. Chad, where can we find you online? Okay, um, Twitter is my probably number one. Uh, Chad J Shonk, C H A D J S H O N K, on Twitter. Um, also, ChadJShock.com for stuff. Uh, my movie, Dakota Sky, is available on Hulu for free. You don't have to be a member. Uh, but the video quality is really bad, so I recommend you buy the DVD, plus that goes into my pocket. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, my book, Proxy, is available exclusively through Amazon, my novel, uh, both paperback and for Kindle. And I also recommend checking out... Um, my website, I, I have a guild that I work with, with uh, four or five other friends, several of them from high school, where we kind of publish as a collective and blog and everything called uh, Tessera, uh, Tessera, so it's T-E-S-S-E-R-A guild.com, um, and uh, you can find a lot of my friends' books and visual arts and all sorts of things like that, but just follow me on Twitter. Twitter's the place to be. Yeah. Mike Gordon, what are you up to? Where can we find you? I'm celebrating my fifth year as co-host of the Earth Station One uh, weekly show. The what now? I haven't heard of this. Of course you have. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, you can find me every week, uh, earthstation1.com. Uh, also, 
got uh, newlegendmike.com. Uh, that goes to uh, my personal blog, newlegendproductions.com. You can find out all about the comics, uh, Tiki Zombie, issues one and two, still available. And, of course, the new soundtrack that uh, yes. just, just went out digitally uh, so awesome. this week. So... Uh, now you can get it on, I know it's available on CD Baby already, so if you go to CDBaby.com and put in Tiki Zombie, you can get the soundtrack. So you can listen to Ryan on that. <laughs> I have a funny feeling that this episode's theme song might be from the Tiki Zombie soundtrack and might feature Ryan yes. on vocals. That's, that was uh, so much fun, by the way. Thank you for letting me be a part no, of No, thank you, man. That, that was great. The track is really awesome. Uh, and all of it is really yeah, good. So I is. definitely, you can now sample it online. So go to cdbaby.com. Probably within the next week or so, it'll be on iTunes, Amazon. That's usually how it goes yeah. with our stuff. It'll go to CD Baby, and then a couple weeks, it'll be it'll it'll trickle out to everything yeah. else. So I'm really excited. So yeah, and that's available digitally, and you can still buy the CD. Uh, just go to NewLegendProductions.com or find Mike or find me. I'll be at Dragon we'll be Con. Be at Dragon Con yeah. along with some of the rest of us. One All right, day. one day I'll get back. You, yeah, absolutely. You need to. All right, thanks a lot, you guys. That was fun. And we will see you all sooner than later. Thank you guys for sticking with us through two lengthy episodes. Uh, Last week's and this week's both just shy of three hours. But there is a lot to talk about. Last week was the Toys of San Diego Comic Con. If you have not listened to it, go do so. And, of course, this week's uh, was the trailers. And there was just a lot to discuss, and we had a fun group of people to discuss it with. And starting in, let's see, next week, we've got Christy Petrillo back on the show to talk about all the crazy stuff that Figures has announced since the last time he was on the show. And after that, all the podcasts are going to be Dragon Con-centric. And a couple weeks after that, everything on NeedlessThingsSite.com will be all about Dragon Con. We've got a lot of contributors converging for con coverage. So there you go. What do you think of that? NeedlessThingsSite.com is the home of the Needless Things podcast. You can stream it there. You can download it from iTunes and Stitcher. And also ESOPodcast.com, which, by the way, I will be appearing on next week's the the flagship show earth station one the podcast we will be talking about the geek midlife crisis which i was partially honored and partially insulted to be uh, invited on but i'll be appearing on that i think that'll go up next wednesday or thursday or something we're recording it monday night so be sure to go to esopodcast.com and also join the needless things podcast facebook group let us know what you want to hear. Become part of the conversation. If you do a thing, come on the show. I'd love to talk to you. Send me mail at phantomtroublemaker at gmail.com. Uh, just, I, I want to hear what you guys want. I want to make the show better for you because you know what? I love you guys. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.